everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's that time of the week, the call-in show. Uh, I know you, some of you got work to do tomorrow. You're going to stay up late, listen to the show, call in. We appreciate it. Uh, we love hearing all from all of you that listen. We're here taking your calls until midnight tonight. We do it every single Sunday, midnight to or 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. And you can always tune into the show on WCRS-FM here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Just put your radio dial to 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270 here in Columbus to hear us on WCRS, the best community radio that there is. And there's more programming available. Plus, if you want to listen to really old Street Fight stuff and not tell us that you did, go to WCRSFM.org. We'd appreciate it. Um, if you want more of what we're doing right now, Brian is in the middle of Shocktober. Just had a huge guest on Friday. If you want to jump on Patreon, uh, get access to that. It's just $5 a month. No money's due today. You get charged on the first. Consider it looks like a little extra rent. And uh, you'll get access to Shocktober 2 all the way until November and access to Shocktober 1 uh, and all kinds of other treats, uh, video, audio content. And zines are on the way. We've got another zine completed. we got another one coming in a couple weeks. We're uh, on the road to success when it comes with that. So things are going well for Street Fight. The TV show is also uh, production schedule is together. We got some hard dates that we got to get shit done by. We've done a couple meetings. We got a couple more to go. Drew and Simone are absolute killers. They've been vital for this thing happening. I, I don't think I was talking to Nick and I was like, man, I, I really thought we bit off more than we could chew, but they make it so much easier to do what we do. They're great. They're the best. It's it's really uh, uh, coming along very fast. I'm very excited to get it going, to get it done, and let you you all listen to it or see it. Don't get to see you it. don't. They don't even have to listen to it. You can watch it on TV. Streaming platforms coming to Means TV. That is true. That is true. I did have Manson on the show from Bubba the Love Sponge, and he was pretty good okay uh in problematicness wise he he had one slip up there at the beginning uh which i mean he wouldn't have known that it was something that would offend people so i was like really optimistic about it and i was feeling really good about it then we get to the end he's giving his big plug and he goes it's a libertarian show and i was like well, that's gonna hurt you more than the other thing you said <laughs> He was a sweet guy, though. He was pretty nice to us, and That's and, good. and he did a good interview. And it was it's really interesting to talk to, to finally talk to one of those guys and find out like what it's like being in that situation. I had a lot of questions about like, so what's it like to do a show where everybody just makes fun of you all the time? <laughs> like, where you're just making like, is it business? You know, what was it like to meet Howard Stern when you guys had been taking shots at him for years, and it's just like. Those guys are all business, dude. They just That's all it is. Just it's money. It's all money, dude. It's all business. It's just like you were not on our team and now you are on our team because we make money from doing it. Yeah. And it's like really interesting to me because I, you know, I mentioned to him, I was like, my skin's too thin. I can't 
going to never be in the situations you guys put yourself in. But it was a fun interview, I thought. And uh, uh, he's, it's pretty funny. It was a very fun show. Very depressing, actually. Oh, fun. It's like when you're talking to the two most depressing guys on the planet, Tom Likas and Bubba the Love Sponge. How, how the fuck are you supposed to make that fun? Sure. <laughs> but it was fun. I think me and Chris had a lot of, uh, a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, but, uh, Chris is doing great. Uh, he's going to continue. People have asked. He's... He's the co-host for Shocktober too. He's that's that's who it's gonna be. That's the show. Yeah, that's my man. That's Chris. You know, I He's can't doing make a great job. I, yeah, you can't make people podcast. Prank, would prank be my caller answer. extraordinaire too. He is a good show. Not even a show. Yes, yes. So yeah, I tried to get us ghost pepper donuts, Brett, but I probably should have gone earlier because three Dunkin' Donuts, all three out. I struck out. That's three Damn. strikes. They call it in baseball three strikes okay um i went in a different direction because i know we were talking about the hot spicy stuff um i found grenades gum they came up in my instagram and were like it's a challenge this is like the coldest gum in the world it tastes you know the most mint ever so i think uh i, I ordered a sample pack of it and that's on the way Okay. So okay. We'll, we'll blast our mouse with freshness and see how that affects us. Tell you, I want to tell the listener. I want to tell Brett. There's no amount of mint I can't eat. That's okay. a ridiculous statement for them to say. Uh, this seems like a, a capitalist ripoff to me. If if that makes sense, you know, this is one of those things. It's like you ordered something. I'm really excited to try it to prove my strength which I don't think there's any mint thing that could get me. I just don't think, I don't think mint can hurt you. You know, I ate a shit ton of Altoids in my day. Right. Too many Altoids. Okay. okay. So, so you're prepped for this. Oh God. You know, nothing, nothing's easier than this. You know? Okay. Trump wants to kiss people. That's yeah, going still, on. He's, still. he's he in the mood for love. That guy. I mean, he goes where the he goes where the action is. He he got in the papers for it, so he yeah he wants to go on a kissing campaign. It's taboo, right, to be kissing strangers right now. He yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, that's what's going on. He wants to kiss the big powerful men in the audience at his shows. Which the truth is, the there probably are a lot of big powerful men in those audiences. I've seen a lot of the Trump stuff and. Big powerful men are very into him. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. I mean, not me, and I'm a big powerful man, sure. but I'm like a rarity. So not over every, here. yeah, not every big powerful man. Uh, you said you went out and and got to see Trump country today. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yesterday we went on a hike. We went to the Mohican State Park, um, which was beautiful. Never been there before. It was close. Uh, Columbus has a real problem with going to one place, Hocking Hills. It's like an hour away and everybody goes there. And it's it, the closest place, though. It's the Mohican, best place. Mohican is good. Just as good. Mm, probably not as good as Hocking Hills. That's a national park down there. Okay. But I thought I liked it. <laughs> I liked it just as much. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, it's just it's still it's just going outside. It's see a bunch not, of trees. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trees are trees. They're right. the same trees everywhere. Right. It's just like a lot of us want to see a lot of trees at one time. And that's why we go to these places, you know? Right. Well, yeah. Mohican is nothing to nothing to scoff at. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. No. But a lot of trees. <laughs> tons. Some hills. Get lost. We took a we took an unlicensed path. You're not allowed to do that. That's unlicensed. It was great. Do they have a sign outside? Like fucking, you know, my theory about how when somebody dies on a roller coaster, the amusement park is secretly like, fuck yeah, dude. 
Yeah. That's like cool. now people are nervous to get on a roller coaster. It's, it makes it more scary. Did they put a sign outside the unlicensed path? Like you don't want to take this path, man. It's unlicensed. We'll let you, but you don't want to take this path, you know? And then you take it and you're like, damn, that was harrowing. No, there was no warning. It was just at the end of the parking lot. People walked it and you could tell there were people had gone down it. So we followed it and there was no signs. We had no idea where we were at. We walked down this huge hill and then back up it. It was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of leg work. It was, it was a fucking very steep. Oh, um, but on the way there, I really, it was a punch in the gut. I mean, I know, I know what's up, but there was so many Trump signs. It's just so hard how loud and proud, you know, they are like, it's just watching people that like, don't, that, I don't know. They, 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 I just feel like they're, they jurisdict from the outside. They you hate know? us. Huh? They, well, they hate us. They hate us. Right. I mean, yeah. I just feel unwelcome there. Um, I, I, and I, I really don't think that, I don't think that we're unwelcoming except for that you can't be racist or homophobic or sexist, which is something they won't move on. They won't budge nah, on that. You know? I think it's really that they just don't like us and they want somebody we don't like. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like one of those, like, well, the people in the city don't like this guy. So, you know, fuck them is, yeah. is really what they're up to. You right. know, makes sense. I, that's what I think is like, it's just a big fuck you to us more than it is like a, uh, a, a, a statement. I don't think they can yeah. tell you anything Trump's done. They just love to say he's done a lot. No. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's what I mean. I guess I took it more as a fuck you than a, um, than like, uh, I think Trump's is the, is the greatest. Like two things happened too this week that are interesting to me for those people. I'm wondering if they've all become five finger death punch fans. Yeah. And then I also saw Mike love is touring with the beach boys with Trump. And it's like, are they all just like listening to five finger death punch and the beach boys <laughs> now? Like is my father-in-law jamming five finger death punch in his house? You know, yeah. they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, he wakes up to Five Finger Death Punch, uh, goes to sleep with the with the beautiful tones of Mike Love and uh, Beach Boys. Brian, uh, hey, I finally found a heavy metal band that I like. Oh, you found a heavy metal band that you like? Yeah, have you heard of Five Finger Death Punch? Oh, no shit, you like them. You know, they have an album called American Capitalist. Of course you would like them. Yeah, they're very all over the map band. That fucking video, though, that they came out with, uh, uh, God damn it, I can't remember the name. It's really worth watching. We bummed our families out with it the other night. They were just not ready for it. They were not ready for Five Finger Death Punch. They weren't ready for full-on Facebook rock, which is, that's what it is now. Yeah. That shit is just Facebook rock. It's uh, status updates put to loud music, which is cool. I mean... I don't think they're going to get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now, though. That's going to be a problem for them. Well, That's yeah, they made their one. choice. Yeah. You got to be in with, like, the what, the pedophiles in the music industry, I guess? I don't know. It's called... The, the it, Trump Presidential Library. They're going to, like, play to open that up, you know? Um, you got The name of the song is Living the Dream. I suggest every listener, you know, go watch that uh, when you have a moment. It's a wild um, video, I'm going to tell you. unreal. Yeah. Uh, uh, but... I did Minion Death Cult and talked about the whole, we did a whole breakdown of the whole video. So that should be coming out, I guess, soon. I don't know when. Yeah, there's a fake Nancy Pelosi. There is a uh, 
Captain America that does cocaine and an Iron Man that ODs on Tide Pods. That part's cool. Uh, Tide Pods are cool. I found a website that sells PCP today, but yeah. Okay, fun. All right, that sounds neat. (laughs) I don't want to try it. Do you have to have a prescription? It was weird. I don't think it's real because I I looked it up and there was a scam website that had one comment about that website. So some guy was like... Trying to hook up with some fucking quaaludes or PC because yeah. they say they sell quaaludes on there too, okay. and you know some motherfucker was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I got, got two hundred bucks to try." <laughs> I mean, I would love to try quaaludes, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know what they are; they're benzos, right? I don't know. I think quaaludes were just benzos, so like, I have probably tried something stronger than quaaludes, but. uh they said they sell them on this site. There's no fucking possible way they do, though. So, because they stopped making them, right? What? Uh, Ludes? Yeah, I, for, I believe that one's gone. Fucking Ludes, I man. I would have came up on that at some point. Even the Silk Road would have had them. Yeah, they were called barbiturates, which was always funny because that's what they called them back in the day. I love that. And there's a bunch of people that haven't done drugs in like fucking 30 years that are like, then there's barbiturates. And you're like, what the fuck is a barbiturate? You know, it's benzos, opioids, and then the good. Well, those are good, too. All the good stuff, you know, then the illicit stuff. Yeah. And then your barbiturates. Then your barbiturates, which you can't get anymore. It's unfortunate. It really is. You can't get any of the stuff anymore. I I was some guy messaged me today and said that he uh, got on Adderall recently and he just wants to walk for 12 hours a day. And I'm like, well, I do that without Adderall, but I'm jealous that your doctor prescribes you Adderall. Yeah. Because <laughs> my doctor gives me something that I take that I think is a sugar pill when I have anxiety. Yeah, yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's been a, a fun weekend. We had a we had the most wholesome Friday night oh, yeah. of all time. We just went and watched a horror movie at my house. Scared, didn't scare Brett's kid, but she wasn't. She was funny. She was like me. Was, so when I was her age, the thriller video was kicking up dust like crazy. Uh-huh. I was terrified of the werewolf part of that. It scared the fuck out of me. I just didn't want to see it, you know? Yeah. And I would cry and run out of the room. Or when it was on and I was around people that I didn't want to know I was scared, I would just kind of turn my head and not look at the screen and be like, I'm not scared. I'm just not not paying attention right now, you know? It's like, whatever. Yeah. Reading this coffee table book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it w- well, first of all, Brian has a gigantic sectional, <laughs> but you have the most important thing. Which, as a sectional, is an L shape. You have the rectangle that fills it in to make it a full <laughs> rectangle. It's a big piece of furniture. It's like two Tetris pieces. It's basically, uh, yeah, it's as wide as, as, it's probably as wide as a California king size bed or more. <laughs> and you can lay down on it. And uh, all six of us, there was, yeah, there were six little um, podcasters laying in the bed. There were six people on that couch and nobody was uncomfortable because everybody had plenty of space to like get comfortable. And it's just like, what? And this couch is great. It's just a a miracle of a couch. What what I recommend to you if you're getting a couch, don't measure. Don't measure. Don't measure your house. 
That's the way you do it. Because you measure your house, you're going to go into this furniture store, and you're going to say everything's too big. You're going to start making sensible decisions. Yeah. The ones that you're like, well, we can't do what I want, but we have to make the sensible decision. Yes. Instead of making a sensible decision, I made what's called a Quinby decision, where you don't measure anything, and then you just buy the couch that you want, and then it takes up three quarters of your living room. <clears throat> but it's incredibly comfortable. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, what else are you doing in there? I was going to say, that's how you live your life in that, in those types of rooms is really, you just want to be laying down with like a blanket and a pillow. It's for living. TV. Yeah. That room's for living. And you know what living is? Laying down, <laughs> yep. baby. Live nothing. Li- nothing beats laying down. <laughs> living no, that's sucks. That's living. Yeah. When you're working, that ain't living. You're standing right. up, you're sitting up. It's That's not living. You know, living is when you're laying down. That's when you're doing all your living. Yeah. It's wonderful. I got a, oh, I got so much living in today. Um, <laughs> I fell into this hole. This I just woke up and played this Puzzle Quest Magic the Gathering game until my phone went to black. Like until it died. Oh, I was like, so I was so close and I'm like, just I'm just gonna run it out. I'm gonna run the whole battery out and then I'm done for the day. But I was in a hole for so long. I loved it. It was I, a really good day. I actually today made a decision to take it easy. Okay. I'm a take it easy guy. Walked wow. 12,000 steps. Okay. And then I went home rest. and sat around and fucked around today. That's great. I just, I watched some wrestling. Holy moly. I uh, watched a movie on Hulu that I didn't like. Yeah. And then I uh, uh, made pasta. It was great. It was a great little day. Maybe sometimes I'm going to take a day off. This is what I did to take a day off from walking. I sat down next to my wife and I said this. You know, they say you're supposed to take a day off every once in a while from yeah. physical activity. True. And, you know, I haven't done that in months now. I've, I'm, I've, since quarantine, I've probably had 40,000 steps most days. Okay. And it's just like I need to uh, today is going to be a big day off. It was raining anyway. It was like, forget about it. I'll just take the day off. And then after I finished watching wrestling, I was like, maybe I'll just go walk 12,000 steps and then come home. And I did. And it was great. It was yeah. fucking fine. You know, you know, the other thing you could do, uh, if you want to feel like you're doing, you did something, practice your splits. That can be splits day. I haven't been doing Stretch that because I've been very sore lately. I have this thing and I don't want to say it on the show because I'm going to get a hundred DMS about it. I have this thing where my hip hurts. And then it goes all the way down to my knee in which my knee hurts. Yeah. And it's like a hip knee thing. And people are going to be like, well, there's actually a nerve there that you can get cancer sure. in. And that's why your knee's fucked up or some shit like that. And it's just like, I'm trying to ignore it and you, maybe it'll go away. Did you ever bail out on a walk when it starts hurting? The other day. I sat down twice on a walk. I just took a seat for a minute and said, you know what? That's why I took today off. Cause I was like, I took a seat. Who's this fucking guy that's sitting down? Yeah. You know, I never stop. I always like Katie was like, why don't you ever take any breaks? And I'm like, because I'm I, in my mind, I'm trying to get home, uh-huh. you know? Okay. In my mind, it's like, you need to get home. So I just keep walking and I never stop. <laughs> okay. okay. Never stop and look at anything. You know, if something wild happens, I gawk sure, at it, sure. you know, and I have gawked at plenty of things. Uh, not the people having sex that I walked by that one right. day. I that did was, not gawk that at polite. that. I ran away as fast as I could. But 
Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I will sometimes like if a car, if two guys start fighting in the street, I'm like, oh, I'll stop and watch that. Of course. You know, if a car lights on fire, oh, yeah, check yeah. that out. That makes sense. My, my mind, and Jason's going to probably freak about this. I'm thinking about walking to my old neighborhood sometime this year in like November. Just take a walk and go to my old neighborhood where I grew up. Okay. Walk around it and then walk home. Whoa. There and back. I want to get a hundo thou. I want a hundred thousand steps. You're gonna- now I'm a hundred thousand step guy. I want 100. I might wake up at 6 a.m. one day and just be like, I'm getting a hundred thousand steps today. I want to See- top out yeah but you want to make sure you sleep the whole like you get a good sleep before that won't happen yeah i haven't had good sleep in 90 years oh okay i mean the knee thing the hip and knee thing mm, makes it hard to sleep (laughs) i bet i bet it just hurts when you lay down it's like oh this sucks i mean the only way i think they can fix it is surgery and i don't want surgery so it's kind of and they probably will just say like well you're old you know shit hurts right you know, that's what they say when you get old, like sometimes you get to the doctor and they're just like, ah, shit happens. You know, that's yeah. the way life is. Right. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. Really. Uh, <laughs> I think that you do have to take days off. That is everybody. It's proven all the science, all the eggheads, all the bean counters say. You got to take time off. Took one day off and tomorrow I'm going to go fucking nuts. I'm probably going to get 60K. Yeah, I did a pretty, pretty good workout. Uh, I've also been running, but I've been trying to go on my a longer run. And I actually bailed on a run. I was trying to do 45 minutes. I was about 30 minutes in. And uh, just something started feeling not right when I was stepping. And uh, I have a. I already started modifying my running, which is pretty helpful. I run for a minute and a half and then I walk for 30 seconds. And it gives me enough time to recharge to have like a good form and everything. But I just, ba- I, I bailed about half hour and I was like, I'm going to just start walking home right now. I have several bail routes, right? Uh-huh. So like Goodale Avenue is like a main drag that goes downtown and into my neighborhood. And I make sure that I walk by that like four times on my walk. And then I can just turn on it if I feel like going home. Oh, type. But I mean. I don't know if it's bailing on a walk if I just get 35,000 steps no. instead of 50. No, you know, that's no. not really bailing. No, and that's no. usually what I do. That's why 12K today was just like, I'm really, like, really proud of myself because, you know, I had work to do. I had to watch that re- those wrestling matches for something I'm doing tomorrow. But, and I had to do Minion Death Cult today at five. So, like, I, I probably wouldn't have taken the day off if I didn't have those things that I needed to get done. But I'm kind of glad I did. Tight. I did the same thing Thursday too. That was the first writers meeting I ever did at home. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah, it was raining. It was just pouring. I couldn't do it. I believe me. You'll be hearing the freeway. I was doing a writers, just a breakout writers meeting with Simone, one of our writers on the show. She called in a couple weeks ago, and uh, she said, "So, do you like live by the freeway? Why does it always sound like the freeway when you're on the?" Uh, the calls and i i explained to her why and she was like wow you should be really proud of yourself and i was like no it's a compulsion now and my therapist is even saying like there's probably a problem there's probably something going on and now i have intellectualized it i have flipped it on them so i flipped it on the therapist and here's why 
Back in the day, I worked for a living. I had a job. I had to go to that job every day and work eight hours a day, no matter fucking what. Yeah. Right. I quit that job and then uh, through a series of events, a bunch of things happened. But for a period of time after I quit that job, I laid on the couch, watched movies and got high all day, every day for a year or so. And I decided at some point, like, hey, you need to fucking like lay down you know you you need not lay down you need to not lay around you need to get out of the house and do something and that's when i started walking and now i just do it too much probably but yeah i don't care it's better than other habits that i could have <laughs> sure like i could be a sex pervert or something you know that's true that's true yeah um i mean i uh yeah i, I get what you're saying i mean but like like a picker or packer at like a online fulfillment center is putting in you know twenty thirty thousand steps a day too you know no they're not they don't though. nobody does really yeah because fucking post post office workers fucking tell me they don't get as many steps as me wow I get messages I mean I I get messages from people that do all the jobs you think get all those steps and it just they don't. It's it's impossible to get that many steps in a job like that. You do pickers and packers just walk up and down a thing, but they don't like continuously walk that whole time. You know what I mean? They generally stand, pack. St they like the place I worked at with the pick and pack happened was like boxes on top. You pulled the box off. And then somebody fed it on a conveyor belt and you put the stuff in the box and then you put the box on the belt and it moved away. And then somebody else did something with it. I don't know, because I was just the box maker at the time. So it's primarily just concerned with the boxes. Yeah. I walked the entire day when I picked orders, there was just bins and they were already ready to go and you just grabbed them and threw them in a thing. And then somebody else sorted them, but you pretty much just walked up and down the aisles all day long. Yeah. I wonder, I mean, maybe, maybe that's 22 miles, but I, I have found, I have, like I said, I don't think it's 22 miles. Well, that's what I do is 22 miles. How many steps is that? Six fifty. Yesterday I did 22 miles on Saturday and I had 54,195 yeah, steps. I said 10,000. I said 10, 20,000 miles a day. Oh, job. yeah. 10, 20,000s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying that those people walk more than me or the same amount as me. And I said, <laughs> no, no were, it's, I'm a sick listening. You were just when to take the opportunity to talk bad about the all of our postal workers i would never i love the postal workers i hate fedex did you hear my fedex story uh that what okay i had to mail something wait yeah last week i had to mail something to a buddy uh i mailed it but when i walked into the place i said i need to mail this thing to my buddy in pennsylvania and they're like you mean you need to fedex it and i'm like i just need it to go from here to there and the guy, the guy was just a prick about it, you know? So I had a package coming from FedEx and it was three days late. And I was like, that's what you get when you FedEx something. Now yeah. I know the difference between mail and FedEx. Ah, there's, a, there's a distinction. <laughs> FedEx will not deliver when they say they will. <laughs> they were so sorry about They were sorry. They just kept changing it. They would say, it's on the way to your house. Yeah. And then the next day, they were like, it's on the way to your house. And it's like, how is it always on the way to my house? When was it on the truck? Is it getting on the truck? And then they're deciding like, ah, I can't get this one. 
one done today and moving on, you know? Yeah, they did that shit to me sometimes uh, when we were sending packages home from legal states. Uh, we had to use FedEx, and uh, there was times when that really makes you sweat bullets. Yeah, right? yeah. When they're just like, it's supposed to be here, and then you're like, it's not. Why is it not? Did someone take it? Are they inspecting it? What's going on? And then three days later, it just shows up fine. They're slow as fuck. Yeah. I was getting masks and this shirt, which is very warm. Okay. Uh, it's $14, which I'm very proud of. I haven't bought a $14 shirt in a long time. Okay. And uh, there's a warm guy here. It's made out of some weird heat tech okay. material. Heat tech. Heat tech. <laughs> you got to have that. It's getting to be that time of the year. I, I got I, a heat tech and an airism is the other one. I don't know what an airism that is. That lets the air circulate. You know, and it's what? an undershirt. Oh. Or maybe it's an, I don't know what kind of shirt it is. It just says airism. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay. Sounds like it'll make me feel cool. You know, yeah. one for cool, one for warm. Okay. Look at you. You're prepared. You've got all your, your gear together. Heat tech. Yeah. This is very, this is gear right here. Yep. Yep. You know, the good stuff. And then I got the Deadpool shirt on today. Looks great. Just hit it, baby. Do that weed. You want to take some calls? Yeah, let's do calls. Let's take some wanna, calls. Well, let's add. I want to add a, a for callers. You don't have to, but uh, I want to know. I want to know a song to add to a Halloween playlist. Monster Mash. A good, you got no, that on there. The worst. Come on. You got that on there. No. For we, I forgot about that one. That's callers. The, that's the one I didn't think about. Callers suggest Monster Mash. Every one of Who's, you should suggest Monster Mash to Brett. I now I, I ruined I'm it. Not familiar. April Fools, right? What? This is a trick, not a treat. I uh, now what? I want them to all suggest Monster Mash. Trick. Uh, oh. You know? Yeah. That sucks, doesn't it? All Monster Mash. Well, I mean, you're the one that is standing up for Mark Ma Monster Mash, so It's a problematic it's a song. Bad look for you. Is that song canceled. <laughs> it's a bad look for you. I don't I mean, Typo Negative works perfect Well, you said Monster Mash show. first though. Yeah. You have to put Monster You put Boris Pickett Johnson or whatever above Peter Steele. We did the mosh. Hey, I bet Peter Steele did. Fight. Who are we talking to? Is it me? Yup, it is. It is. Oh, awesome. I can have both. Uh, just, um, just put me down as a, a street medic. Okay. Can I ask you something? Do you like the monster mash? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. Um, I don't know if I would if I would put that as my uh, Halloween. Uh, playlist though. do yeah. you do you know a monster do you know a halloween song ah, not not off the top of my head i was kind of looking it up before you guys picked up the phone i, I get it i, I think get that it. it's also for people that have a deep uh knowledge of music you can uh, you can recommend music that is like about wolves or ghosts and there's it, it you can be sneaky about it it's not like um all right fine I mean, werewolf bar mitzvah spooky scary and what if I said, what if, well, here's, before we get to the call, what if I said that, have you heard of the band, the Misfits? Because they do a lot oh, of, of spooky, scary songs, Brett. Oh, Is that a band you've heard of? Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Okay. Yeah, they're, put some of them on yeah, there. They're already, they're on my list. Okay. They're an obvious choice. Okay. That was just, well, no, not obvious. Some people don't know who they are. They're, they're a Halloween band, basically. They wear Halloween costumes, so yeah, yeah. They're Sorry, cool, though. Only Danzig misfits. 
I have dig up her bones with the Michael Graves one because I Ugh. love that fucking song. Oh, it's suck. a good one. That one. That listen to that one. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Come back. I'll let it go. What's up, Street Medic? All right. So you guys were talking. I don't know if it was the last episode, a couple episodes ago, about like how Home Depot and Lowe's should just rent the tools instead of sell them. Give them, yeah, or rent them, yeah. yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. a good point. Librarium. Well, like a library, yeah. So. Um, there, there is actually a concept like that. It's called a tool library. Um, I've helped set a couple of them up for other organizations. I know there is one in, in Columbus that's just south of the airport. Um, and they're re- relatively inexpensive. They're usually like $35 a year for a membership. Right. And you go and they train you how to use the tool. And then you take the tool, you do what you got to do at your house or whatever. And then you return the tool in working order and then that's it. That's it. And then you keep doing that, you know, so if you need chop saws or circular saws or, or any of that kind of stuff, it's available. It's out there and most major cities will have access to that. Oh man. All right. Well, I'm going to write that down because I need some of that shit and I'm not going to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. The one in Columbus is weird. It's called ModCon Living. Yes. Um, they do a couple pro- um, programs, but one of their programs is a tool library. And I'm looking on their website now. It's $40 for an individual, and that's $40 a year. So you, there's a couple of caveats. They don't want you like taking too much at the same time, but it, it's a, a way to get people access to thousands of dollars in tools and equipment, but also have the accountability of like a library. And it's basically like a library card you got to pay for, but it's only, you know, yeah. I know the couple that are in Northeast Ohio, uh, Akron's got one and Lake View, Lake, some, one of, South of Cleveland has one and they're both like 30 or 35 bucks a year. Um, and they're pretty uh, open to what they have and you can look on their website and they'll actually train you on how to use it. Dude, this, this is sick. Uh, yeah, this is awesome. I mean, I have a, I have a decent amount of tools, but it's just the specialized one-time use stuff. Um, this is a really sick setup. I'm like, I'm drooling right now. They have huge ladders for the one time you need like a huge ass ladder. They have it and you don't have to figure Mm -hmm. out where to store this huge ass ladder. Here's the thing. I don't know if you need a huge ladder. Yeah, you do. Okay. That's fine. I'll go get, I, I mean, I want a tools. Yeah. If I'm building something, you know, what are the, do they got like, what, uh, do, oh, do they got the big stuff? Uh, not anything you can um, ride on. Oh, damn. <laughs> no, they have a, it's a, yeah, it depends on, there's shop vacs, where you go. Some shop them, vacs, leaf blowers, yeah. shop vacs, um, good chainsaws, any of your power, any of your power tools, all of it, uh, is, is right here. And they have shovels and shovels and yard work stuff of any, any kind you need. You know, uh, what are those things called? The did post diggers, all that stuff. Yeah. And tool libraries aren't like a national thing. They're just like a nonprofit wants to do it in your local community. So they do it their own way. So some of them will have access to big equipment. Um, some of them will have just access to the small stuff, but all the ones that I've seen or helped out with, all of them do like drywall classes or entry level plumbing classes. Like you bought a house in our neighborhood and we want to make sure you can afford to do the renovations yourself. So we're going to teach you how to do it. I mean, they're no contractor. They're not going to, you can't pay them to do the work, but they'll show you how to do all the hands on. That seems awesome. perfect. Yeah. yeah. We should, we should start a tool library. Then we'll have all the tools around all the time. And then people <laughs> can just come and borrow them. No, I'll just use theirs. That's a good idea too. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do it. And then you have, you have another thing that's very similar. They're maker spaces. Um, you guys got, you actually, you're down in Columbus. You've got the world's largest independent maker space in Columbus. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's the, so a maker space. What's it called? Yeah, the you've got, um, Columbus Idea Foundry. Yeah, we've been, both of us have actually been there. I have wanted to go, when the pandemic's over, I want to go there and learn how to make a damn sword. I'm a sword guy. Yeah, and these these makerspaces, you've got like a couple different divisions of them. You've got like the for-profit, which can be good to bad, you know. Uh, You've got the non-profit, like community-based, like college-based, to where like the college will spring it up. I know Cleveland has one that they have up there at Case Western Reserve. But then you have like the small independent nonprofits. Those are the ones I tend to gravitate towards. Um, so those are the ones that's like, it's just ran by a group of people that are like, hey, I got a saw and you've got a drill press and I've got a garage. Let's just start sharing this. Um, and most of these makerspaces are really inexpensive. I know Columbus Idea Foundry is a bit more expensive. They're larger, they're a for-profit entity, but there's nonprofit entities in every major city right now. And they're kind of springing up in the middle of nowhere too, to serve these rural communities that don't really have a lot of structure. Um, and the way those work is you can't loan, you can't borrow the tools, all right, like a library. But what you can do is you can go in there, you can learn skills, and then you can start working on whether it's a personal project or you're trying to get different skills to enter into a different career um, or anything like that. Some of them are more job focused some of them are more hobby focused some of them are mishap in between but they're they're a place in your community that's free and or cheap to get into that will get you access to tools and equipment to where you can make the things you want to do whether it's for fun or you want to start selling um blms you know that you're making so yeah that sounds great i i, I got i want to get into stuff like that but i'm i'm I just started this model and I stink at it. So now I'm like, I'm not going to be good at anything ever. Oh, stop. But, oh, don't all stop me. It, I, I'm accepting it. Don't you know? You don't know by this at this time that you aren't like nobody's immediately good at anything. Well, I thought a model, you know what I'm saying? Because like, how much experience do you have? Building none. Models, so. I've never made one in my life, so. but I'm saying I thought like, oh, yeah, you just there's some directions you take the stuff it's like a puzzle is the way i felt about it and then when i started to do it i was like this is not like a puzzle you know you were there actually incidentally the first time i worked on it we were on a writer's meeting i tried to paint the seats white and guess what i accidentally got orange on them yeah chevy orange cool so i do i i think i'm gonna finish these models yeah but i do need to go to a place like this and I want to do carpentry. And I think I can be good at that. I think I can figure that out. That's one. Okay. I want to make a table. Okay. One table made by me. Oh, okay. With my hands. Okay. And my daughter. My daughter wants to help. I want to make a table. Okay. I'm, my wife did it. So That's the type of place you can go to to make a table. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to try to make a table. Uh, uh. I don't think people want me to stream it because, you know, this model situation's terrible. This is a disaster. Follow it all the way through. It's a dis. I'm going to. Okay. But it's currently a disaster. The glue will not stop coming out of the pack. The glue thing. They just fucking foot. 
whoop, yeah. right out of the thing. It's like, fuck, I'm not even pressing it. So the glue's coming out. And then you're fucking looking at the thing and you're like, I can't really tell which way this is supposed to go on here. So I'll just guess. Now there's like some hose hanging off my engine that I don't know where it connects to. And it just really is a mess. So carpentry sounds like a little bit less intense, I yeah. think, than this. Yeah. Okay. And the, the last thing about makerspaces. Okay. Um, a lot of them do seem to be left-leaning individuals that gather there because they're the type of people that want to utilize a sharing-type environment. I'm not saying everyone. But most of the spaces that I've been to and visited are all very left-leaning or farther than left-leaning. Um, so we, you guys were talking about like anarchist churches or in, and gathering places for left. Um, this could be one of those places in your community. You know, it doesn't have to. You don't have to pop up in a library conference room with a couple of friends. You can just check out a makerspace and see if you jive with this kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to do stuff when the pandemic's over. Maybe I'll, I mean, maybe I'll sign up for it because there's classes, right? Like you can go and do classes Absolutely. and like nights where they get drunk and do stuff or drinking nights, not get drunk. You don't want to say that. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I would like to give it a shot and try it and uh, see, see if I can fit in somewhere and build a table. That is a good point. Awesome. All right, man. Have a good night, Street Medic. Uh, you too. Last thing real quick. Uh, if anyone wants to reach out, any questions, astreetmedic at protonmail.com. Um, you can go ahead and, and reach out to me. We've been doing Street Medic stuff for BLM protests and the like um, in Northeast Ohio. So if anyone needs any ideas for their kits or anything like that or wants to ask questions about makerspaces, just let me, let me know. Um, and if, uh, the caller a couple of weeks ago from Northeast Ohio that works at an unnamed energy company, drop me an email. I would like to talk cause you're local. So cool. All right. Yeah. Love hell it. yeah. All right, thank you. Have a good night. And, All right, have a uh, good night. That was a good call. Yeah. That's per the kind of, that's the kind of commercials I'd like to do on the show. Absolutely. That's a little commercial. Percy please in the chat says local cool, local tools.org slash find will show you tool libraries in your area. Yeah. Yeah. This, this model thing's really demoralizing make, to me. The makerspace here is very expensive. It is. Someone suggested a hacker space instead. H a X O R. Yes. Hacksor. Yes. Okay. I'll yeah. check that out. Look it up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the models going is disastrous. I, I might need, but here's the thing. If I get this one built, I'm going to buy an airbrush thing. Okay. So right. we'll see, man. See. We'll see. I'm going to be doing some airbrushing, maybe. Maybe a t-shirt, too. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. All right. Let's see. Thanks for calling Street on. Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Nate from Chicago. What's up, Nate? How's it going? Oh, it's going well. How are you doing, Steven? I'm good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Good day. I've, I've been podcasting all day, though. So, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. Working that mouth, right? Just getting out the words. That great. sounded like something Heat O'Brien would say. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, got a, I got a picture of the Halloween mix here first. You ready? Yeah, yeah I'm ready. 
How about some Blood Brothers on there? Maybe this yes. song called My First Kiss at the Public Execution. It's Halloween. I don't know. Oh. I think that's a wonderful choice. That sounds the most sexy song I've ever heard. My First Kiss was it's a public mostly, execution. It's got to happen sometime, I guess. It's mostly yelling, but of, it's, yes. it's my the best possible way. All-time favorite band, Blood Brothers, is perfect. I'm going to sneak it in and see who notices. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice, nice. It, Hopefully someone will notice. He's going to get yelled at for this, but yeah. Oh, yes. That's a band that you can get yelled at. It's for, open season. For sure. Everybody likes my, like no. Everybody likes uh, loud, angry music right now. No one, com- no one complains about Rob Zombie. Everybody's like, oh, this song is so fun. You know, it's Halloween. Oh, we gotta <laughs> gotta it up that as much as you can. Rob Brothers, Page Ninety Nine, all the boys. Yes, the haunted. Everybody, get them in there. <laughs> the Bronx. Everybody who yells louder, the more. Um, the I'm calling you guys because I wanted to. Uh, uh, talk about, um, I'm like 40 and in my early 20s, I was doing a lot of, uh, like short term labor, doing like labor works and labor ready. And I remember Brian and, uh, maybe Rebecca talking about that before, uh, like having to call in and like being like, do I got works, uh, oh. labor works? Did you do that, Brian? No, uh, actually this week on Shocktober, it came up manpower. Is that the kind of place you're talking about? Cause I had, cons- Oh, I haven't even heard. Yeah, um, I didn't work for Manpower, but I worked for, um, it was called Labor Works and Labor Ready. We just call them labor shits. Like, you work, you're doing labor shits today, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, but but it, you're talking, because that is a thing that for a number of years I considered doing on my days off when I was really at my lowest, uh, working at the call center. I had considered on Saturday and Sunday going to manpower and and I never did. And I think really early in street fights run, we actually read a news story about how people would get in fights at manpower in the morning over jobs. And it was just, it's a real bleak scene. You know, it's something that I, it's it's something I think about a lot. I have, I, I have actually, this is one shitty job I've never done. You know, that like every once in a while, somebody will call in with a shitty job and they're like, and and usually I'm able to be like, yeah, I did something like that because I did all of them, but this is one I did not. I came fucking so close. I mean, it came to a point and and you can you can answer this probably better than me like it came to a point where i thought that doing manpower was better than a payday advance because at least you didn't have to pay it back right but i don't know the amount of money you were going to get at manpower like do you know what kind of money they make when i was doing labor works it varied on the job because it was like uh they could pay a certain amount they're basically like farming it out to the middleman to get them work. So, um, depending on what you're doing, you could get like, uh, I did like fish boat. You get paid a little more to like unload the fish boat. Cause you're doing like 60 pound bags of frozen fish, like haddock and paddock and pulk uh, or whatever, all the fish were. And you're do they treat you like, just, do they like, treat you like trash? Do they treat you like trash on the job site? Because I know, Every job I've had where there are contractors or temps, they get treated like garbage. They didn't have anybody else working. There was like no <laughs> permanent staff. So they, they had to treat us well because it was just like, like these boats just came in from Alaska. It's like in Seattle and then we're unloading this fish. And so for, 
for that job, you got paid like, you know, a dollar fifty over minimum wage. It was like a little more because you're like busting your ass all day. And like, you know, it's like 60 pound bags or whatever. You get home, you can't do anything, right? It's like. Hell no. But uh, I was doing those fish bags for a while. And then they were like, will you drive up to uh, Snohomish County? Because I have a car. And when you have a car, they want you because they're like, oh, you can drive. And work for like four days. And I was like, oh, yeah, because then I was like, I don't have to go in and stay in there for four days. And I was like, yeah, where am I going to be working? And they're like, you're going to be working at the Rena Center. Oh, no, so, you don't want to do that. You do not want to do that. <laughs> I, I, so I, I got farmed out by a middleman to go repo things at uh, the Rena Center. I had a buddy that did that. Me and Jason had a buddy that did that growing up, and he is not a guy... He's not like a liberal wishy-washy guy like me and Brett. He is like a, he's a pretty, you know, heavy dude. He's like, you know, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, I don't give a fuck. You know, they aren't paying their bills. Within like three months, he was like, I can't do this anymore. It's too sad. Yeah. He was the repo man for Renaissance Center. I only lasted three days and then I got another job. So I was able to quit. But you're walking into people's houses and like taking their couch. And they got like stuff on it. They're like, oh, sorry, our stuff's on it. And then you yeah, take right. the couch and walk out or whatever. And they just and then, let I mean, you. you bring people things, but that's like, it's like you're not a real, it's like you're a fake Santa Claus. You're like, oh, here's a new computer that you get till you stop paying. And then that's it. Yeah, it, it just, the dude that I talked to was saying that, like, most people don't, that the reason I think he washed out of it is that most people don't put up a fight. They, like, have it ready for you when you get there because they know you're coming and it's like, you're just, I don't know. It's like a, it's like a sad You can tell they feel experience. bad about it. Yeah, They're yeah, not yeah. they proud of it. Yeah, yeah. Those Renaissance places, I would love to just fucking level every one of those 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 are the i mean i i see those as almost uh uh the we talk a lot about how the payday advances are so exploitive right but like i don't know a single person that hasn't at least looked at rena center and said well this this can do well i can get this you know yeah and good friends of mine out out of out of uh high school um they were they both didn't have weren't in college they were you know had jobs that paid 15 14 dollars an hour uh i worked with one with uh this girl doing collections and uh they needed a couch and you know they agreed to probably pay three thousand dollars for a eight hundred dollar couch you know, and like that's such a stumbling block to like your future and like a waste. It's a huge waste of your money. And, you know, it's 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 just it is super predatory. You yeah, know, it's not it's it's unfucking reasonable. I just remember looking at the numbers and being like, this is unreasonable. You can't charge me two times the amount. OK, right. You can and charge me a little bit. I understand. Charge me a little bit. But two times you're fucking with me. It's absolutely unreasonable. And it's not like you're giving a $3,000 house. No. That's what it's worth. That it's fucking Danish modern with clean lines and round pillows. <laughs> no, it's just a piece of fucking trash. Yeah. You know, that somebody else has used or whatever. It's the TVs and that we're kill. Come and take it. It's the TVs that fucking like, you know the uh, uh, old cartoons when they would put an apple pie on the uh, uh, thing, and then Tom from Tom and Jerry would like follow the 
he would start floating in the air to the scent of the apple pie. Yeah. Those TVs had me like yeah. that. Those those TVs at Rena Center all the time, you know, it was oh, like yeah. holy fucking shit. You know what I mean? I would get so excited about I I'm so surprised I didn't pay twenty thousand dollars for a plasma TV. <laughs> yeah. I am so surprised. You know? Yeah. Uh that sucks. And you probably have to pay you have to pay for somebody to pick up that plasma trash too at the end. It was yeah, do you uh, uh are you still doing the manpower or the labor ready stuff? Oh no, that I'm I'm out of that. I'm out of that business uh a while back. So but it's uh, a pretty brutal life, yeah, huh? It's pretty brutal. Put that behind me. Yeah, it was great for a time and place, but I mean I was in my early twenties, so I feel like what I'd be willing to I mean, you know, in all honesty, what I'd be willing to do then or whatever. I mean I'll do anything, but it's just you know, you're you learn stuff, and so it was more of like a fun adventure still then, you know, like doing all these different were, jobs. Were, the, yeah. were, were most of the people older, though? Like, that that was when I roofed, I was the youngest person on the roof, you know, by, like, decades up there. I was the youngest um, guy. Yeah, there were a lot of people that were older and, like, um, what, you know, people would refer to, like, you know, on the fringe and things like that, and there's a lot of just people who are like working the boats for a little bit and then they're just gone and they come back and a lot of like, yeah, a lot of old people, like there's like old, like old dudes that took their shirt off. Like while we're just unpacking a pallet full of fish, you know? Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. had like the old timey, like, uh, they had like the really cool, like old timey, like sailor tattoos, like you, that you don't see, like, <laughs> old, you know, the, the old green, shit. The green or shit. Yeah, that's so wild about you Seattle yeah. people is like when we do live shows up in Seattle, people start telling me about their jobs. And I'm like, I don't even know why people listen to me talk about work when you're going out on a boat for six months and just like observing whales and shit. It's like that is that's a wild place that you can get some weird jobs there. Yeah, there are. Yeah, lots of oyster farming and all the all the business clan farming. Yeah, people doing muscle rafts. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of all that business, drinking a lot of money. Hell yeah! Give us a uh, well. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Yeah, can I throw out a plug real fast for you? Yeah, fuck absolutely. yeah. All right. Um, I got YouTube videos. They're uh, art with Nate. Art with Nate. Okay. Uh, Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Have a good night. Have a good night. Um, yeah, I never did the temp thing. I did sign up when I I tempt. I did that when he like that that age. I think when I was like nineteen at the mall, there was a phone. They had a phone there. It was uh, a Deco. I did that. Audio is now a Deco. Was the big uh, commercial? Everybody know. I worked for them and Dawson. I call. I basically picked up a phone. It started ringing. Some woman on the other line is like, "Hey, do you need a job? Do you want to get work? Let me take down your info." And then she's like, "We'll contact you with stuff." But I never followed back up. I was just like, "I don't know about that." I I don't. You know. I did a Deco, and I did uh, Dawson Industrial. I worked for both of them, but those are a lot different from manpower and stuff like that. Manpower is a one day job. Uh, you go and stand in the parking lot at six in the morning and they pick the people oh, that they want. And then you go and work with probably some asshole yeah. you know, all day that needs, you know, a day's worth of work or doesn't want to pay. 
Yeah. A certain amount of money, you know? The warehouse used to bring in temp workers a lot, um, but I don't think they were I was one of them. I was, and they were. Uh, I mean, they just don't get the same shit as the employees, you know? And uh, and a lot of times the employees, because that's how, when I was a cable guy, the contractors, it was like, oh, it's a fucking contractor. You know, it was like a slur almost. Yeah. Saying a fucking, of course it was a contractor, you know, of course it was a temp. Yeah. Like that was how, that was, that was how we treated, we treated them at the cable company. And I always felt that way at Bath and Body Works that it was just like, oh, you're a temp. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Thanks. Temps aren't allowed to do certain things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey guys, it's uh, Jack from Kansas City. What's up, Jack? How's it going? Oh, it's going all right right now. Um, I had a pretty bad day, but uh, you know I'm smoking a blunt, so that'll improve it probably. Yeah, that can help definitely. Well, what's up, Jack? Oh, cool. I'm just—I uh, don't really have much to talk about. Just a bunch of little small things, really. Okay, go for it. Um, well, first off, I think you can get quaaludes in Canada still. Okay. Okay. I'm Googling say that. that 100%, but I heard that. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm looking for that right now. That sounds like urban legend, but, uh, I am checking. We well, have some Canadians that can. If okay. not Canada, I'm sure maybe some like South American India. countries have. India, I India hear, has, has good really? drugs. Yeah, I heard India has good drugs, actually, to tell you the truth. Like, okay. uh, Kratom uh, is from India, isn't it? No, that's from Indonesia. Okay. Yeah, that's close, but not quite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm looking into it. If I can get Quaaludes, me and Brett will do a Quaalude show, I promise. <laughs> That'll be our death There you night. go. That'll be our death nut challenge. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, on that note, too. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. You go. I was going to ask you oh, what's is, next. Is kratom, does Kratom count as a barbiturate? No, it's a, it would be an opioid if it was one, but it's not. It's, it's uh, uh, right. It has more opioid qualities than anything else. I mean, I've I can done think Kratom of. before. Yeah. It feels like it, yeah. it feels like you took like, to Vicodin, usually, is, is right. what Kratom feels like. It's wonderful. Or it's like a great a, drug. I, I guess maybe it depends on, like, what type, because there's, like, a few different types of Kratom, right? But um, whenever I took it, it, it felt like I'd done Oxys before, and it felt kind of like that. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. Vicodin. Yeah. I just say Vicodin because it's the, it's the lower level. Oh, is Vicodin the, Vicodin's, like, the brand name or whatever? Yeah, and it's just a smaller dose usually. Like when okay. when you're a, when you're a junkie, you're always like, uh, "Ah, fucking Vicodin." You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's like you call somebody. Yeah, I, I had a little, I had a little pill phase, but I just I'm a weed head, so. Yeah, I was a pill guy, and I remember calling people and being like, "You got anything?" And they'd be like, "I got these fucking Vicodin fives, and I'd be like, "Fucking Vicodin, man! Like, <laughs> come on." Get the oxys. Get the motherfucking yeah, give me um, stronger right now. Percos, Perkies. I like Percocets. When I Percocet tens were my fucking. Uh, I, I like, enjoyed caviar. I the one the one I won't mess with anymore at all is Xanax. 
Yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> I don't do it very much though, but I love it. I haven't done it, any since we've been off the road. It and you're doing it like medicinally or whatever, then like go ahead. But recreationally, I do not like that drug at all. Yeah, and when you drink on it, it makes you undeniably terrible like anybody oh, yeah. if it's, you drink that's, that's on xanax guaranteed blackout right if you drink on xanax and you think you're fun you're not yeah you're just not nobody will nobody else in the room thinks you're fun yeah you know they might not want to confront you about it but uh yeah they don't same with adderall really drinking an adderall it's like you ain't fun I mean, you think you're being the life the of the combo party. combo with Adderall is smoking with Adderall. Yeah. Anything, any drugs That's with drinking, the, I feel like, isn't... Hold up now. Fun. Weed is fine. Mm. Coke is probably yeah, fine. Say, yeah, shrooms, acid. All the, eh, uh, I don't know, man. Oh, I don't know about but, getting drunk on acid. That'll, that'll give you the spins. Uh, dude, I know somebody that drank a 24 pack on acid and then tried to drive home and we were like, you are not driving, but Ooh, he went yeah. to his car and the seatbelt was hanging out of the, the driver's side door. And every time he went to shut the door, it would bounce open and he couldn't figure out why. So we just kind of stood there, waited until he tired himself out, went back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> he had the car started and he had music playing and shit and he was like ready to go and he would go to shut the door and it would bounce back open Man. he'd be like what the fuck is going on and we'd be like oh yeah you know and we just fucking we finally talked him out of the car he also then tried to climb into the trunk of somebody else's car that was leaving and it was like dude you got a fucking ch a case of beer man with acid just do the acid I don't know what more you right. need than acid. I think it's crazy to go with something else. I, I agree. Maybe I mean, maybe after after you peak, you start coming down and you, you smoke or you take uh, something. But yeah. True. True. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He does. I humbly disagree. Brett, Brett, Brett still thinks he's got it under control. Brett's 99% of the time good drinking. He's got a little 1%. Uh, uh, he's got like a little bit of 1% where he gets extremely mean and I can tell when it's coming and I just leave. I don't know if anybody else can tell as well as I can, but as soon as your eyes, your eyes will get real small and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go home. Cause he's going to be mean. Yeah, to me. I, you got to do the mirror test. Yeah. What's the mirror test? If, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you don't think you look like yourself, then you, you shouldn't be going anywhere right now. Oh, right. I never heard that one. I've heard don't look at yourself in the mirror when you're on drugs. It's always been my thing. Oh, but, oh, one, I think one time I did look at myself on the mirror on acid, and I kind of just stood there for about an hour. I did. I yeah. looked at myself in the mirror on shrooms the last time I really went heavy and did them. And I just kind of stood there like, is that even you, dude? I see yeah, my face. Yeah, that'll happen. I see my face, I think, more than a lot of people do because people make memes of my stupid face yeah. <laughs> so, like i i may be You're memeable i get well i just have taken some it's memeable pictures <laughs> but uh uh yeah i i'm used to seeing my face it's the same thing with the voice thing like the voice i hear coming out of my mouth right now is the voice that's on the radio is the voice that you hear because i'm so used to hearing my own voice anyway if that makes right. sense and the you voice know? you guys hear right now is not the voice that i normally hear because i'm not used to hearing it yes yes but i hear my voice right. a lot, so i know what it sounds like and i kind of have adjusted 
in that way. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Jack, I yeah. want to thank you for calling in. We got a we we got a full queue, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we got a hey, we got to roll yeah, on. I understand it. Last time I called in, I felt like I was rambling a lot. I was just real nervous because it was my first time, you know. <laughs> well, you did no great problem. this time. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thanks, you, you gave thanks. us some also, drug time. One last thing before I head off. Yeah. Does Dracula's Wedding by Outcast count as a Halloween song? It's so good. That is. Such I feel like a, it's got to. It's a perfect like addition. They say it. They say it so many times. They're saying Dracula out loud. That's absolutely the best addition to any Halloween playlist. Good choice. There you go. Impeccable that's, taste. That's my addition. Hey, have a good night, guys. Peace. Peace. What? What are the? Can you do the hand numbers? All right. Cool. Let's get another one in. Let's see who's on the line. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, gents. It's Carl from Philadelphia. What's up, Carl? I haven't been called a gent in a while. I like it. We like the cut of your jib. <laughs> first uh, first of all, hey, shout out to the West Philly Tool Library. Didn't know that was going to come up. Uh, West Philly cool. Tool Library. Look them up. Eh. And let's throw some uh, Nightmare Before Christmas on the on the playlist. Ooh, okay. Maybe uh, this is Halloween. Yeah. Jack's Lament. Yeah, absolutely. That's the one. Everybody has their favorite parts. Um, you can perform the whole thing. It's uh, it's perfect. Awesome, awesome. I want to say uh, thank you guys for all the for all the laughs because it's been a really, really, really horrid year uh, for for me and the family, and it's been good to have you know some actual fun and joy to look forward to once or twice a week. Hey, I appreciate that. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's a challenge for me as well, uh, trying to make it through this thing, but I kind of do want to do what I can to, you know, uh, provide some relief. I mean, I guess that that's my role. If anything, sometimes I don't know why I do what I do or if it's important or anything like that. But then, you know, I think, uh, you know, people definitely need relief these days. Give them some relief. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're. I hope you're. You're getting that. You're getting that. Uh, that affirmation. Here it is. Here it is. Hey, let me do this real quick. Street fight. We give you the relief. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like to make jingles for everything. Like a lot. I sometimes we'll just walk in here before we even record and be like, "It's good for you and me that street fight right. happiness." Well, we gotta get a, they gotta get the jingle studio set up. I would love to. <laughs> booth, yeah, for the real jingle booth. Hey, could I could I give my uh, my little sister a shout out? Yeah, Absolutely, it's her birthday next week. Absolutely. She's uh, she's kind of having the the uh, the worst go of it uh, of all of us. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to just uh, let the street fighters know. That she uh, is out there and could use their support uh, sometime. Uh, she's she's uh, she's got a birthday coming up next week and she's gonna spend it in jail no. for the first time. No. Uh, yeah. What? Well, uh, yeah. I, I won't. Really yeah. That's uh, how long? Oh, she's pre-trial, but they've they've kept her in there all year because we got a we got a, a U.S. attorney out here who's really sawing everybody's dicks off over this uh, uh, Black Lives Matter movement because he wants to run for higher office, so he's rounding people up and 
throwing them in jail. Um, so scary. But we're trying to get people to write letters, um, send uh, birthday wishes, birthday gifts, uh, chuck a dollar or two into the uh, support fund, that sort of thing. If people want to uh, learn what's going on here in Philly in your story, there's a there's a website uh, called We Love Laura, spelled L-O-R-E. It's like Laura, but the, the German spelling. Uh, so we love L-O-R-E dot com. And check it out and just, you know, if, if you're moved, just tell her, you know, we haven't forgotten her. We love her. And happy birthday. Sweet. Yeah, we can do that. Well, Thank you. We love Laura, spelled L-O-R-E. Yeah, I could DM it to you if you, if you want to check it yeah, out. Yeah, please do. Yeah, we'll, we'll try to help Thanks. out with that, actually. Um, well, uh, thank you for calling. We appreciate it. Unless I'm cutting you off. Yeah, man. thanks again. Yeah, have a good uh, night. No, could, I mean, that's, that's it. Like, it just, uh, I found the show maybe 2014, 2015, and since then it's been a, a godsend to, to hear you on. I know the, the listeners are a bunch of great, great people who would be hearing that. So, uh, thanks. No problem. No problem. Thank you. Thanks. It, it helps us to hear that people like what we do. Yeah. So I'm wishing you the best. It fills up my happy. Sure do. <laughs> Have a good Love night. Philly. Yeah. I wish everybody in jail the best to tell you the truth. Yeah. They need it. And especially like that pre-trial stuff. I just remember Jake in and out and in and out. And then it was like transporting him from Columbus down to BFE, wherever the fuck he was at. Yeah. The pre-trial, I mean, that's where you're like, this fucking country sucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, you know, some fucking dipshit asshole fucking guy that is like a CEO who did some malfeasance. He ripped off hundreds of thousands of people's shit. He goes and he gets right out that same day. Right. He doesn't spend any time in jail, but some person who was protesting gets time in jail yeah fucking awful unlimited time in jail too it's like the pre-trial stuff is really the punishment in the end you know a lot of times maybe you don't get time for something like that but you're in jail for so long you might as well have been given time you know yep yep yeah time served yeah all right next cow thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight I don't have to say Adam. Adam. Crap ghost of, of the past. Yeah, you're gone now. You're not allowed on the internet anymore. Ghost anymore. No, yeah. It's Adam from South Paws, the new show on Means TV about sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how's it we're going? Now we're, now we're co-workers. We're co-workers. Now. We are. Yeah, we have the same boss. Yep. <laughs> Let's yeah, complain. Ourselves, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. Where's Brett? Brett? Brett is the boss. Um. Yeah. I. I am. I could tell onto the uh, tell on you. I probably would leave me out if whenever y'all go to Thirsty Thursdays, I wouldn't invite me. Maybe go an hour, hour go an hour, or go an hour early and give me a different time. You know. We're gonna go to. Uh, we're gonna just start the means chat for us guys, us low on the totem pole guys. You know. Yeah. Me, Brian Quinby, yeah. the 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 workman of yeah. the group. I'm a just a mere employee <laughs> in this co-op. You know, Joe I'm just Punch a mere contract. Yes, I'm a real ham and egger. I, you know what? I get up and I put my pants on and my work boots, and I get on that train and I eat a ham and egg sandwich and I hold onto the strap and I go into work with my lunch pail. 
And then I, uh, I, I just, I'm a hard worker, you right. know, and me and my boys, me and my boys, the other workers, me and Adam, yeah. you know, we're doing it. We're doing it for the, we're doing it because we're the real clock punching type, you know? So how's it going? What, <laughs> why don't you tell some people about what kind of show you're doing over there? And then I will interject yeah, my own experiences. That's true. Yeah, it's true. As a former guest of the previous iteration, it, uh, yeah, so we're doing like uh, uh, kind of like uh, um, around the horn PTI type sports show. Uh, you know, the, the kind of the the hot take, uh, rapid fire format. Um, and uh, I hosted with my two buddies. Uh, we've been we did it as a podcast for a while. Some of you guys might remember it. Um, I do, but we kind of changed the form. We kind of changed the format and. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, honestly. Like I was like, like, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to besmirch the means product, but like, I was like really shocked at how like awesome, like it, it is like, it's like a real fucking TV show. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was extremely happy with the, the first, uh, the, the first episode they made us look like just, they, they made us look like we were on ESPN. So can I, it, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I always loved PTI. Like, I would come home yeah. from work, and you know me about with sports. You know, I don't watch a ton, but I did watch football for a few seasons and baseball for a few seasons. There, when I first kind of quit my job and was trying to find myself, and uh, found wrestling. And um, but I love PTI. I love the fucking format of guys yelling at each other about sports. <laughs> it's one of my favorite oh, yeah. things. Do you guys argue with each other? Um, yeah, we we uh, we uh, kind of set it up. Uh, it's kind of funny. Like uh, one of the big things, like I'm sure you guys might have uh, run into this before, but uh, it's it's definitely real difficult to switch from like podcasting, where like like hey, uh, like all of a sudden this episode is like fucking hour and a half, but instead of like the 45 minutes we planned, and and you can kind of just like go on. And uh, we cut the show down to like 30 minutes and it's like got to be 30 minutes, like taught 30 minutes. And uh, so to kind of like get that vibe, we were just like, all right, well, I guess that just means we're going to start like screaming at each other and jumping over the top. <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to check it, it out. out. It's pretty fun. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, it, the first episode is up there. Yeah. The first episode came out on Friday uh, and it, yeah, it's been great. Like we, I, sh I was shocked at how, um, like I, I'm like I'm like shit talking myself a bunch, but uh, I was like shocked. Like we did not have like anybody really yelling at us. We had like one guy who was really mad that uh, our guest, who's a, a who's been a friend of our show for a long time, uh, Dr. Nathan Coleman Lamb, like a scholar who uh, kind of tells you to stop watching sports. Uh, <laughs> he made like one guy real mad, but other than that, like people have been like really receptive to it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, oh, no, yeah, we started a discord and everything and people have been in there talking about it so yeah it's like it, it's definitely like it's yeah it, it's been awesome i'm really excited to like start playing around with like like i said with this new format and like trying to just cook up like crazier and crazier segments you've got me nervous now because people are gonna if they got mad at you <laughs> when they see what we're making <laughs> we're gonna get yelled at a lot more I think. well it was just one guy it was just one yeah guy. yeah so, like 
But that turns into 200 guys in your brain. And there's always going to be one. Yeah, I know. Right, right. Um, I have to say... Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I agree, Adam. I thought it looked... I thought it looked really good. I was very impressed. I liked the graphics and the, the, the flow of it. Um, I was also saying to Nick that I think that it's a good supplement to people that may have like a, a huge, a huge, uh, like listening diet already when it comes to sports stuff, like people that are watching all kinds of sports stuff, like it's easy to tack on something that's, you know, a half hour show that agree that with people that mm-hmm. agree with you. So you can get like some good information. So you're not constantly like yelling at ESPN all day or whatever. it may Yeah. Be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's once a week right now. So it's like, obviously like not quite as like we, I think it's, it's a blessing and, and like it's, it would be really cool. I think to do it at least, you know, three or four times a week, but like once a week, we're not really like, and it's like half an hour. We're not really like forcing topics, which is like really what makes people mad when you, when you like turn on ESPN and there's just like, there's nothing to talk about. So they just come up with like some insane bullshit to like yeah. start screaming about, to like make you watch it. And so thankfully we don't really have to do that. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, it's like our goal has always been like when we started um, to kind of be like, like we're pro worker obviously because we work at a fucking co-op like a media co-op um but like so that means like being uh you know down with the players who are also laborers um and that means a lot of things you know i mean we all know shit like you know like uh we all know like the stuff in baseball if you're if you're even passingly familiar with with baseball like you know how those guys are getting ripped off on their contracts and that shit but like i mean that's like the minor leaguers that like make less than minimum wage right now that's like women athletes who, uh, you know, play two seasons essentially every year. They go overseas. They play here in the WNBA. And, I mean, you know, it's just like there's so much exploitation that's just like our lives that, like, is, like, far more compelling than, like, the bullshit that they feed you on ESPN because ESPN is just trying to make you watch the fucking games that they yeah. paid fucking billions of dollars to cover, you know, to, like, to air on their channel. So, yeah. Like all they are, all they're talking about is fucking ads for college football and fucking the NBA finals and all that shit. We're not doing that. Right. It, it, ESPN uh, uh, is, it really is literally a commercial for the NFL, the NBA, MLB. And uh, they were doing WWE yeah. stuff. That's how I got kind of, I got, so my sports fandom went like this. Hey, I'm mm-hmm. really into baseball. Hey, I'm really into football. I'm going to watch ESPN all the time. And I love it when these guys on ESPN yell at each other. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I was like, only watching the guys on ESPN yell at each other. <laughs> so then I was yeah. like, maybe I just like stories. Like, so yeah. I switched over to wrestling because they're like mainly just stories. But I always yeah. keep my ear in. Fo- I'm I'm probably more interested in football than than you know most than than uh, baseball because uh, I just mm-hmm. the team I chose to like uh, I chose before pre woke period the Cleveland team and I. I just yeah. don't feel good about that. It doesn't make me feel good to like them, you know? Okay. But in football, <laughs> I do like the Bengals, which also doesn't make me feel good because they're never good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I think that's really what ha- If the Bengals, like, com- competed one year, 
it would get me mm-hmm. back for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would be like, cause I love yeah. football. I fucking love what I love that sport a lot. And I know that's problematic too. A lot of people say you're not allowed to like football anymore. That's what I've heard. And, uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I don't like the college stuff either, which it was hard to find friends to watch football with in Columbus because yeah. most people don't like the NB. Most people don't like the NFL here. Yeah. They all like the NCAA and the NCAA is number one, not as good. Cause it's just, they're not as good no. of players. And it's also, uh, the worst of all the leagues, <laughs> you know, it's like ethics yeah, yeah. wise. They, oh. the NCAA has to be the worst of all the leagues. Would you agree with that, Adam? Uh, yeah, it, it's more or less, uh, it, it is, it is at least in the same, uh, same area of, of thought as like the Roman Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, man. It might not be the exact same, but it's pretty fucking close. Can I ask so, you a yeah. question? Is there anything done for say a guy that like is it, that is a prospect for the NFL? He's a guy this dude is going to play in the NFL. They know this in high school. Right. He goes to college, he fucking tears his MCL or ACL or whatever and he's yeah. never the same and maybe he mm. can't or he gets you know, fucked up his neck, fucked up. Is there anything for those people if they get fucked out of going to the NFL, or is that really a you're on your own kid? Well, well, so this is this is a lot. Of, this is like kind of a lot of stuff. So the really short answer is a lot of those can't miss guys, um, like have insurance policies taken out on them, uh, like on their perspective value or whatever. So like if it, but the the, the long story is is you would have to like really, really, really get fucked up. Like if you were a can't miss type guy, like, like for instance, like, uh, like, and, and I don't watch a lot of football. So this is, you're, you're really kind of testing me at this How point. How dare but, you? Um, to a, to a Tal- Gavolia, the Alabama quarterback. I can't remember how to say his name. I'm sorry. I totally butchered it, which is a, a facet of our show is, uh, I, I say a lot of things wrong. Um, but, uh, uh, he really, he's fucked up his hip, I think twice. And it was kind of looking like it was the same thing that happened to Bo Jackson. If I remember correctly, uh, the worst. And that obviously ended Bo Jackson's career. And it, that was partially because they screwed up and it caused like all of his cartilage or something and necrotized, but they caught it and they said it was fixed. Um, and this guy's been like a can't miss guy. Like since, you know, he was like a, a freshman in, in, in high school and, so like the long and short is, is like, unless you're like literally dead or quit, like a team is probably going to draft you based on this like pedigree because they have invested so much time and money into developing you that like they haven't on other guys. And so like the NFL, like professional sports leagues, like love to never eat some costs and just like keep sinking money into things that they've spent a lot of money on. Like for instance, like baseball, you know, like they'll they'll take these guys from the DR. They maybe spent like total like seventy thousand dollars on, and they'll just cut them fucking instantly. Like if anything happens, they'll be like, "Nah, you know, get out of here." Um, unless they're really really good, but like a guy that they drafted straight out of college that they spent like that they've already spent like three four million dollars on in a signing bonus. Like there's just like this perceived value 
that they'll have because they've already sunk all this money. And so it's like super fucked. Cause you know, you always see that, like you always see people like, tw- like tweeting, like, Oh, like, you know, I love sports because it's like free of politics. And it's like, and, and it's like a true meritocracy. Like if you're good, you're good. You'll be yeah. on the field and like, you'll get the job. It's absolutely not fucking true at all. <laughs> like, no, it, there's so much like racialization. There's so much like, there's, there's so many, like, there's like all this exploitation happening in the third world or the, or the global South, excuse me. Um, you know, exploitation of, of marginalized communities, like within the United States, like it's so fucked up. It's like completely the opposite. And like, honestly, like talking to Brian about sports, like totally fucked my brain up. Cause now I can't not look at it in like terms of professional wrestling now either. It is. That's all it is. I, I mean, that's not uh, obviously this. And like, once you get professional wrestling brain and you're like, ah, oh, this is all a work. You know what I mean? But, uh, you yeah. know what professional yeah. wrestling fucked me up with? Is when the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2011. It was just like, or in 2001 after 9 11. And I was just like, oh, yeah. fuck it. It's all work. This is all a big fucking work. The Patriots <laughs> won, you know, See, with the-, the Yankees. The Yankees lost in 2001. Okay. Like, but and the- they were supposed to be like the team of 9 11 destiny. That's true. The Jets or the Giants really should have won. Yeah, but even yeah, just yeah, the name, true, the yeah. Patriots, you know, the the guys upstairs are yeah. just like, you know, like, oh yeah, Patriot. We need more Patriots, yeah. or like, uh, uh, I guess like the, you know, things like. I feel like weird about saying this because people are going to get mad at me, but the Cubs not winning for like however long they didn't win. It just feels like the Undertaker streak in a way where it's just like the Cubs is this legendary team and they never win. And then they're like, finally, we're going to let them fucking have it. And they went nuts for it. And I think it it always feels like a work to me, but it's like, it's just the sports does there is great storytelling in sports. Like if you have the mind, mm-hmm. I mean, those are very basic like story stories that you can tell. But if you have the wrestling mind, you can really find a mm-hmm. story in all, in all sports. I feel like I, 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 uh, I do though. ESPN really is like I, I'm so surprised people still watch it because it, it's it's such it's like a commercial, and again, it's just they're not they're not even they're just telling stories the way pro wrestling does. They're adding the context to the stories, and they're just a third party that does it instead of having it done in house, like Vince McMahon. You know? Yeah. Well, you know the thing the thing that like you really that like I got drawn to for the professional wrestling thing is, is that sports like sports just has so many smarts that like, and that's what ESPN is really for. It's like, you're watching it because you feel so smart. Like, because you're like, Oh, I'm smart. than these fucking idiots. <laughs> like I know all about this. And like, you're like, you're like derived. You're like there's guys who will work themselves up so bad about like how they should be enjoying stuff or like how they're smarter than this and blah, blah, blah. That they don't fucking enjoy anything anymore no. because they can't just get into the stories. And it's like, what are you watching this for any anymore? You know what I mean? Like, just go play baseball or whatever. That is the <laughs> smart. Like what you're going to do to yourself? Yeah, the smart, the smart mark, the the fan that thinks they know more. They do always sort of 
uh, uh, ruin the game for themselves yeah. every time. It's it's kind of a thing, you know. I here's what I want to happen, Adam, with South Pauls, and then we'll let you off the phone. I want you guys oh, sure. to have the ability to take phone calls and uh, <laughs> have some smack on the uh, show. Let people call in. And, oh, you want to do the Rome thing? You want to do the Rome thing? Well, I just want to. I want the callers to call in and scream at you guys to tell you the truth for your opinions. That's <laughs> sports talk radio is better than any of the other radio because the people that call in are pissed and disagree with the host. And in most shows, it's just, it's like Rush Limbaugh's talking to a bunch of fucking conservatives. Alex yeah. Jones, when he right. takes phone calls, is like talking to people that already believe what Alex Jones believes. But mm. sports, the opinions are so kind of all over the place. Right. You can just, this is what I love about Sports Talk Radio. This is what I learned from March Madness, which you can hear on our Patreon. This is what I learned from March Madness. You can literally just say, I mean, you can say anything you want. Like, you can have any opinion you want to have in sports talk radio. It doesn't, like, shake the fa- It's not like politics where, like, there are opinions that are hurtful and stuff. You can, like, talk about sports and just be like, yeah, I just have this opinion. The last t- the last place team's actually the best team in the league. They're just like holding off on yeah. winning for a while, you know? And then people just <laughs> scream at you all night, you know? So, uh it's South Pauls. What day do you guys come out on? Friday? We 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 come out on Fridays. Yeah, like Fridays uh in in a, I think 11 is like, you know, and you know, I mean, the the means releases are are somewhat on a punk time a little bit. So, <laughs> 11 inch but they will come out on friday early earlier in the day okay <laughs> cool well friday evenings so, yeah. check him friday evenings for yeah and 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 you know we're, we've always been a fan of adam he's a sweet guy he slept at my house for a night and uh adam yeah. is actually you're listening to one of the super power walker brian quinby super power walker club <laughs> Uh, he has done a walk with me. <laughs> Was that Superpower Brian Quimby Superpower Walker Club? That's exactly it. You're a, a street. <laughs> I don't know what it was called. We called it something, but it's just for the powerful yeah. people who have taken a walk with me. Now, the walk you took with me is like less than a quarter of the you walk I take now. <laughs> I literally, I literally couldn't. I couldn't fucking walk the next day after I went and hung out. The next day with my co-host, like I drove to DC to hang out with my co-host Nate, and he was like, "Oh, like let's go ride our bike, let's go ride the the, the rental bikes around." I'm like, "Dude, I can't fucking walk right now." It's beautiful. Like, Brian fucking killed my legs. It's beautiful. You know <laughs> what though? You're in an exclusive. You and Brett, uh, I believe there yeah. aren't many other people. My wife, Brett, and you are basically the only people in the walking club. I believe people have said they want yeah. to. And I have said, like, fucking have Trust at me, it. Don't. Yeah. Don't want. Don't we need, want to. We need to do. Don't a, want to at all. An app. We need to get like a so you can do a virtual walk with Brian. Yeah. Yeah. You walk. I walk, <laughs> and then we'll 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 fucking. But you got to go with you me. Could do, you could do like one of those virtual five Ks that they're doing like yeah. now with the the pandemic. You could like you could have like a virtual uh virtual thirty thousand steps with, with Brian Quimby. Oh yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Adam, thank you for calling. Watch yeah, South Pauls. Yeah, of course, Pauls. guys. Thanks for 
What's that? Watch Southpaws. Not you. The people listening, <laughs> I'm trying to say. And uh, I'll talk to you later, I Adam. To watch too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for calling, man. We're going to yeah. take a break and we're going to get through your calls yeah. when we get back. I think we got enough time. Uh, there's a, quite a few in there, but I think we can make it happen. Um, yeah. Watch Southpaw Sports on Means TV every Friday. Uh, that's the only place to watch it. Uh, this week we have somebody wrote in to me. What did they say? This comes from Sam. Humbly submitting some jams for the show. This is my old band. Technically not broken up, but might as well be. Thought Brett might dig it. Bicycle-themed black metal hardcore with le- with lyrics about cycling in the city as a metaphor for the misery of existing in the modern world, etc. No Path is our full length, probably our best stuff, but here's a link. So you can find them at crackedvessel.bandcamp.com. There's a few albums on there. This is indeed No Path. We are Street Fight Radio. If you have music you want to send in for us to play on the show, send us an email, streetfightradio at gmail.com. Send us a DM uh, on Twitter at streetfightwcrs or Facebook, streetfightwcrs. And uh, we will get it on the show. Peace. Is that a bonus for them?
Hey everybody, <coughs> excuse me, welcome back to Street Fight Radio, it's the call-in show. Uh, we are full for now, so please hold your horses if you're thinking about calling in. Uh, but next week we'll be back, 9pm to midnight Eastern Standard Time. You can watch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. There's a chat in there as well. You can support the show by uh, subscribing on Patreon, that keeps everything going. Uh, I have a lot of stuff I'm working on and... You know, if you listen to the show, and even if you don't want the content, but you really just love the podcast and you've been listening for a long time, please consider chipping in now. Uh, you know, we're we're expanding this thing and spreading the mess across the U.S. And I've got Katie working on more stuff and taking things over, which means more money has to be made to pay for labor. And there's a lot of things in the works. So uh, please consider uh, subscribing over on patreon.com. You can also, for free, tell a friend, let somebody else know about it, what we're doing, uh, or uh, give us that free Twitch sub- Twitch Prime subscription. That's also, if you got one of those, if you're a Prime member, head over to twitch.tv slash Fight Radio. Subscribe for free. We get some money from it. Listen to Shocktober, too. It's fun this year. You're, it's really been a, a joy to do all the episodes. Brett was great on Loveline. We got Jesse this week on Talking Imus. You know, it's hard to imagine what a guy like that's going to, like a guy like Jesse's going to take from Imus. So that's going to be fun. And uh, again, we have Manson, Mike Manson Waters on this week. And we we really did talk a lot. We talked about radio, you know, and uh, uh, from a guy who was in the trenches with a shock jock. So it's, it's a fun show. I, I think if you listened last year and you're hesitant to get on this year, I, I think that you will enjoy it. I, I, I'm pretty sure we're, we are really, I feel firing on all cylinders. I think it's really good. We really feel like we have something to prove and 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 we're we're really trying to do that. And and Chris is just a great funny guy, you know. Yeah. All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up guys? This is uh Dave from Jersey. How you doing? Great. How are you, Dave? Good, good. Um my pick for Halloween song is actually a rap song like the other guy um it's uh do you guys remember the grave diggers yes um Riz's, yeah Riz's uh like offshoot from wu-tang back in the late 90s they had diary of a madman where they're in the courtroom absolutely wonderful song perfect yeah. for the playlist yeah that's yeah that's my pick so uh <laughs> great, great, great shape um up. yeah no it's good i uh I wanted to call in because I have a uh, conflict I need Brian to clear up for me. I would love to. So, yeah, please do, please do. I, um, <clears throat> you know, just recently you were uh, telling us about your car trouble and you were, you had the, the vibe of, you know, you don't really know so much about cars, don't know what, what, what how to like troubleshoot, check on them, things like that. And uh, yesterday I'm, uh, I'm listening to Shocktober in the driveway and I'm doing my break. And that's when I, I remembered, I got a flashback of you telling a story about a year ago where you were doing your breaks, I think, in your in-law's uh, driveway yes. and how he, you know, came out and said, hey, you know, that's pretty impressive. And in my head, I'm thinking, too, it is really impressive because it's not a super complicated job or anything, but it is pretty technical. And so my conflict or uh, where, where I have, uh, you know, the question for you is how is it that you can do breaks, which most 
most people can't or, or don't want to try to do. Um, but you still don't know that much about cars. There's, there's a uh, disconnect there. The engine, I think, is the main issue. I don't fully understand how an engine works. So, like, if something... For instance, on my trip out to Tennessee when I was driving home and my car started driving sluggishly and, and all that stuff, I didn't really have any idea what the problem was. I couldn't like diagnose that. I, I can't I can't diagnose most problems. Brakes are kind of the easiest one because brakes are they they make a noise and you can kind of figure it out. Now, I think my main problem with not knowing is like just I don't have tools and I'm very afraid to take things apart on the car. Like, you know, I wanted to change my spark plugs recently and uh, uh, I went to take I went I got all the tools to do it and I, I went down to the spark plug with the ratchet and I tried to turn it. I don't know exactly how hard you have to push to turn it, but they said if you push too hard, it'll break the plug and you're fucked. You know, your car is fucked forever. Not forever, but, you know, it's a whole thing. You got to take it in and get it fixed. It probably costs a ton of money. Uh, and and I chickened out and I just didn't do it. So, I mean, I know about the parts of the car that aren't on the engine, I think, is is where my mind is, is how I... Uh, uh, is what I know, you know, that that's all I really know is all the parts without the engine involved or the transmission I can fix. But if it's not one of those two things, then I'm in the dark, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I, I just, uh, you know, it was funny cause I'm, I'm sitting, you know, I, you know, on, on the ground in front of my wheel and I have all, all these tools spread out all over the place. And I'm thinking to myself, Brian did this, at it's somebody else's driveway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did it in my, I, I've done it in my, uh, I don't have really a driveway, but I have like an alley parking spot. I did it out there a couple times too. It's just easier when you're at yeah. somebody else's, when you're at somebody's house and you have the, f it, that's the other thing about brakes. It only takes like four tools to do it. You know, it's it. And they're all $8 a piece. So it's just the brakes <laughs> yeah. thing. I do that because it's a, a lot cheaper than buying brake, taking your car in and getting your brakes done. And I'm, I, you know, it's just a way that I can save money. It's a way that like, I don't always think about how to save money. I'm really bad with money, you know, but that thing is like something that costs like $500 to get done that I can do for 40 bucks. And it's like, well, if you can do it, then you should just do it because it, it'll, it'll save you a large amount of money. Yeah. Big time, big time. I give, I give you props for that because that's, uh, you know, that's something a lot of people don't, don't want to tackle. So, you know, you, you doing your own breaks, like you said, you're saving, probably 75% of the cost of what it would be to say, you know, take it into somebody. And, and like you said, use, you know, just a few tools and, and get it done. So you guys are also talking about like tool shares. I know like the big uh, auto parts stores do that too. So you can, you can walk in and say, Hey, I need a so-and-so ratchet or this is, or this is that tool. And they will loan it to you um, the same way, but they, <laughs> they take money up front as a deposit. Yeah, it's they'll not, take it's not like a true library in that sense. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll have like the ball bearing tools and stuff like that there that you don't want to buy that because how many times you're going to change the bearings on your car, but uh, you can get the stuff to pack them and stuff like that. 
uh, for free at a lot of those places, but they do take a, like a, a huge, a comically large deposit on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big time. Well, Dave, thanks for calling in. Yeah. We're, we're, we're full up. So we got to head out. You got anything, you got a Twitter yeah. or anything? No, no, no. I'm, I'm very, uh, uh, extremely offline, but, um, cool. I do want to, you know, say, uh, say thanks to, uh, you guys for, um, well, uh, for Brett, um, you know, I, I have the, uh, the wavy t-shirt coming to me and I've never received so much correspondence about, uh, when it's coming and, and, and all that stuff. I appreciate that. You know, a lot of, uh, you, you never, you rarely see stuff like that. And, uh, Shocktober is, uh, great. Again, Chris is really, really good. I'm glad you, you got him on the show. It's, uh, it's going really well. So yeah, congrats. he's super funny and super knowledgeable. Thanks for calling in Dave. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the shirts, uh, the shirts will start hitting the hitting the mail. I believe probably this weekend. Some right. of them went out. They're in my living room, and I, I I keep looking at them. I don't have one. I this might be a Brian one. I might wear this one. Yeah, I have one reserved for you. A long sleeve. Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably get it. It's the cool. It's one of the cool. It's not the coolish. It's a cool shirt. Yes. And uh, you know, I don't usually wear the shirts that say Street Fight on them. Right. So. You know, that says something about it. So you won't see it. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Uh, Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? This is Chase from Dallas. What's up, Chase? How's it going? How's Dallas doing? Brett misses it. I do. Dallas Dallas is uh, still ridiculously warm. Like, uh, just last week, I was like, I want to go out for a walk, but I would like for it to be after ni- lower than 90 degrees, and that meant a uh, about 10 p.m. walk that night. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I want to move somewhere that's warm all year so bad. It's all I think about. My, my family is like, but I like seasons. And I'm like, I hate them. I hate seasons, as a matter of fact. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are lucky. Well, so, so what- I was calling in. So I was calling in tonight because I got two things that kind of been swimming in my head a little bit. So I figured I'd throw them up, throw it up to you because uh, they're both high school stories. Okay. Go for Uh, it. One of them, one of them coming from like talking last week about getting screamed at by a teacher. Uh, I have the story of the only time I got screamed at by a teacher who uh, kind of lost his shit. Uh, Or the other one is a, in retrospect, really kind of fucked up anti drunk driving stunt that my uh, school was doing. Oh, I think that's the one I want to hear. Yeah. Then. If we got a pick, that's the one I want to hear. <laughs> All right. So I literally, I found this because I remember, because I was digging out my yearbook for some reason. And they actually had like yearbook had a two page spread of pictures from this thing. Okay. I'm just going to read this because it's a fucking astounding turn with where this goes. Covered in blood from her intestines hanging out, junior Emily Bryant lay in the street. A victim of a drinking and driving accident, Bryant was covered up with a sheet and placed in a body bag. At the same time, police arrested senior Will Buck, the driver. A mock accident showed the results of drinking and driving. Uh, they staged a giant fake accident <laughs> with, like, smashed up cars and a shitload of cops and, like, a bunch of EMTs, and then basically did like two days of school pretending that a couple of kids had been killed uh, in this drunk driving accident. So, and like, 
Oh, that's Go ahead. weird. That is fucking. The reason that's twisted to me is that they they made up people to do it. And then did you did you all have to did you go to a big school or a smaller one? This was a big school. And here's the thing. These are not they made up people. These were people from the class. Uh, like see, these that's were crazy. like seniors. See, that's too much. I and mean, so, that's so but did they agree to it? It wasn't like, "Hey, let's pretend we're dead." Yeah, they 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 definitely did agree to it, but like literally they pulled out like pretty much the entire school like to sit stand out in front of the school while they like fake pretend acted like they were cleaning up the scene of a fatal accident. Was there blood and, and shit then, they were mopping up, blood wait, and stuff? Yes, yes, they were like they had applied like stage makeup to make them look like bloodied and like they had been through a like deadly car accident. Wait. So uh, they actually, they actually care flighted like helicoptered out one of the kids. So when did they, t- did they tell you the truth? When did they tell you what was going on? So, well, okay. Everybody kind of knew it was bullshit. Like okay. it was, it was not, it was not, most people could kind of sense like it was, it was a little too much. Like they, they had fucking like, they had somebody there who was like supposed to be like a TV news anchor or something like taking interviews from cops. Like <laughs> it was super, super staged. But uh, they then had the, we had a TV production crew uh, at the high school, like TV production class. Uh-huh. And the TV production class produced a, a news segment about the crash <laughs> yeah. that included like footage of the senior, like being arrested and taken to the jail and booked into jail and like put in a cell. Like Jesus Christ. They, they pushed this really far. And then the next day, they had a fake memorial service for the dead students where they had a reverend come up and it kind of started as a memorial service and then turned into a sermon against uh, drunk driving. Wow. This is were kids crying and stuff and like saying goodbye to their dead friends or what was everybody once again, just like what the fuck's going on? I mean, most people kind of knew what the fuck was going okay. on, but they were, they definitely were. They, the thing was, they had people who were like friends of the actual people who were playing along. Like, this, I, there is literally here this, a picture of, uh, I'm, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you're fine. All right. So I'm like looking at the pictures here and there's literally a picture of like somebody I remember from class that like that one of their friends who participated as one of the dead people, like crying over what looks like a bloody corpse. It's. It's kind of, it's really, really fucked. <laughs> I know, they wouldn't let you watch like a nightmare on Elm street in school. You know, they wouldn't yeah. ever let you watch like a horror movie or yeah. something, but they'll take one of your classmates and make it look like their intestines are falling out of them so that you're scared to drink and drive, which look drinking and driving is bad and, uh, uh, probably shouldn't be happening, but you don't have to, I mean, what, what does this do? This it, it, the it, equivalent it, to this is being like, you know what happens when you get into a fight with somebody watch pro wrestling and you'll find out like, that's the same <laughs> lesson that you're getting. You know, I think a lot of those kids are going to learn how to do false flags. They got to like get, do a false flag project. Well, they should have hired crisis actors for real. Yeah. Like they, they went cheap and they, they had some kids from the school do it. But they should have hired some real crisis actors. That would have done the trick, you know? Yeah. 
Well, Dave, yeah. what was, so how did more, you get, more thing, right? oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask uh, uh, real quick how you got the teacher to yell at you, because I always like to hear that. <laughs> All right. So this teacher apparently had this day from hell. I heard from the first, someone that was in his first period class that he swore at a kid while the principal was walking past in the hallway. So not a great start to a day. I was in his like third period class where he got basically bullied for pretty much this entire class. All the kids did the thing where they were like, Hey, we're done early. We're going to line up at the door because uh, so, so once it rings, we can just burst out the door. Yeah. And the teacher went and stood in the doorway to block him. And oh, while wow. this happened, the kid who was giving him hell went and put a bunch of sticky notes, like all over the walls and the TV and the chalkboard everywhere with a bunch of like insults for him. So I leave this class and I'm walking down the hallway and my buddy is in like the class next door. And so I stopped because he's going where I just came from. He's got that guy's class next. And I'm kind of laughing and telling him what's going on, but I'm giving a heads up like, hey, this guy, this guy might be on the last nerve here. Um, so you might want to be careful. And as I'm doing this, he comes storming out of his classroom. And I guess he saw me in the hallway laughing and he oh, no. charges right up to me and gets straight in my face and then yells, do you think that was funny? And then he does the thing where he like repeats it with emphasis. Like, do you think that was funny? And then just full, like blood curdling scream ah, and like charges off down the hallway. <laughs> I love when they get so mad, dude. That yeah. is my favorite thing in the world. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine being a teacher. You, you would probably get that mad couple times a week you know so here's here's the cherry on top he was a student teacher and oh, this no. was like the period where he was having to student teach on his own oh no so that was like that was maybe would have been a survivable by a real teacher but by a student teacher uh no that, that was not oh no yeah i guess Ah. Oh. We did that to a lot of these guys, too. We really made a student teacher go nuts one time. Once he started teaching this class on his own, it was like he'd tell you something. You'd be like, fuck you. You're not my t It's like a you're not my dad situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're my dad. You know, and then they, they yeah, we got a couple to flip out, too. We actually had a couple have the teacher come in and have to cool us out a little bit. Like, hey, you guys are going to get in real trouble now yeah. if, you, if you don't cut it out. <laughs> Well, yeah, that we got that speech the next day, and then followed by his apology and his like complete disappearance in that class. Oh, so. that's sad for that guy. Well, Dave, thanks for calling in. Those are both great stories. We appreciate it. Yeah, have a good thanks. night. That's All right, you too. Bye. Tear through them calls, baby. More calls. That was good though. That that was uh very. Fun. It's very funny to hear. It's so funny when a teacher gets that mad over because it's always like it feels like something that's very small, but it's compounded. It's just this yeah. like constant pressure. Yes. You know? Yeah. Everyone has a breaking point when it comes to kids. Who doesn't? Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? This is Michael Deathkill. Michael hey. Deathkill. What's up, Michael Deathkill? I'm a big... I'm a big Shocktober fan. I appreciate it. I got a it. message for uh, the caller last week in Florida, the collections man. Yeah. Okay. I just want to say I'm a, I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict too. 
just want to say I love you and I support you and all the uh, street fighters struggling with substance abuse. And I just want to say, never give up. Yeah, that's a good message. Absolutely. I support him too. I think we might have found him something. Yeah, we have a, We did find a job. Yeah, if we can get a hold of him again, we did find him a job doing something that might make him feel a little better. That's it. That's all I got to say. All right. I love and support you. Thank I love you. and support Chocktober. <laughs> Shout out to all you crazy motherfuckers, street fighters out there. Love you. Support you. I'm out of here. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was like having a pro wrestler call the show. We love you too, Michael Deathkill. Yeah, that was that was really a good promo he that just cut there. He he likes he sold Shocktober too. Like that's always it's a nice little addition in there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh oh. Hey guys, this is uh, Labor Lift. What's up, Labor Lifts? How you doing tonight? You lifting? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? Oh, good. You getting some lifts in? You getting a pump in right now? Is that what they say? I did this morning. Okay. Uh, chest, shoulders, triceps. Okay. Fun. Is that is was I right though? Pump. You get a pump in when you do it, or is that J and O? And it depends just... what kind of uh, it depends what kind of workout you're doing, like a bodybuilding type workout. You might go for a pump. And you're not body. You told me you're not bodybuilder, right? No, I mostly do bodybuilding type stuff. Oh, that's cool. Bodybuilder is my favorite. It's the most impractical thing. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get in like really <laughs> good shape. But like, you know, I guess like some of the bodybuilders now are more flexible, right? Like, like uh, they're, they're, they're paying attention to their flexibility that because like bodybuilders when I was a kid was like, <laughs> just fucking, I can't, yeah. oh, he has to turn sideways to fit through a door. <laughs> Yeah, some of those old guys uh, were surprisingly flexible. There were like a couple of guys who would do splits and they're posing, stuff like that. Oh, that's tight, man. I love bodybuilders. There's just nothing I get more out of than looking at somebody who's just pumped. You know, I used to love. Oh, and there's so many big personalities into it. You can get some uh, almost wrestling scale beefs going. Right. When they canceled the Arnold classic, like I was walking and I did a video and it turns out he was a famous arm wrestler, but they were just arm wrestling outside. Oh yeah. You, uh, you were in that video with Devin Larratt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, uh, that was so interesting, man. I was just watching him go and people, most people were nervous to do it cause it's Ohio and we're all like kind of reserved about stuff. But uh, a few people did get in there and do the arm wrestling, probably from other places, I would guess. Well, he's uh, he's all over YouTube. He he's like one of the greatest of all time. Uh, he's a real interesting personality. You should check out his YouTube or something. I will. Well, what's up, Labor Lifts? Uh, not too much. I'm watching Star Trek and drawing a comic book. You know, I've been considering uh, watching Star Trek this year uh a few times uh, which one uh, uh well everybody tells me the next generation is where you got to go that's the move you know it's a good place to start yeah but some people say deep space nine now for me for my money i want to watch the new that's one what i'm on now because it's new and i like new things i'm a big fan of the new you know yeah but uh 
I, I don't know if I can do it. I, I know that people really, really like Star Trek. And uh, I just always hated it. But I, I think that's a prejudice on my part. And that's why I've decided I want to try to watch it sometime. But it's always seems so boring, doesn't it? You get boring vibes off yeah, that show? Yeah, it can totally be the kind of thing that like you might just not be into at all. Agreed. Um, as far as the new one versus the old ones, I think it's kind of a different show. Oh. I watched a few episodes of the new one when it came out. It's very... Uh, shiny the visual style is really really different they kind of take it a bit more seriously yeah well i, I i'll probably I that's the uh that's the next generation deep space nine split too if you want kind of a goofy adventure show you should do uh next generation okay yeah, i was gonna say yeah mal is bad in the chat said that said uh next generation is episodic and deep, uh, deep space nine is character driven which is probably what you would like yeah because erica started next generation and I think it looks like Doctor Who to me. Oh, I can't watch Doctor Who ever. That's never happening. It seems like very similar to Doctor Who. Okay. They're just each week there's a weird thing that they mess around with. I just, I grew <laughs> up. there's like a, lots of like, <laughs> like yeah. that kind of laughing. <laughs> yeah. Because I grew up like, I grew up like my whole goal from the day I was born was to be cool. Like from, from very early on and just, you couldn't do that and watch Star Trek until about five years ago. And then now cool people watch Star Trek and I'm like, all right, maybe I'll give yeah. it a look, but I'm a star war. I liked star wars quite a bit and I never thought I'd like that show at all. You know, movie, I called it a show. Yeah. I'm a, I'm ashamed. I don't like it. You know, I think, uh, I think it's one of those things you just, it's worth giving it a shot. Cause if you like it, there's a lot of there to, get into and if you don't like it eh, whatever i don't think it's a big deal yeah yeah i have to give it a shot it sounds like uh uh it sounds like it, it's like brett said it's kind of embarrassing not to like it we're both guys that have like sort of a uh encyclopedic knowledge of pop culture from that period of time you know like the deep space nine the next generation period of time neither one of us watched it though because we'll sit and talk about fucking tv shows that they only did one season of me and brett will yeah. like we know all this stuff and it's like uh but that stuff it was just like there's no way i you know what i did watch quantum leap oh yeah i was into that oh Ziggy. i fucking love quantum leap quantum leap's cool it's a cool concept for a tv show actually the guy's just jumping into people's bodies and then every episode you get like a good laugh when he looks at himself in the mirror and he's like oh my god i look like somebody else you yeah know? yeah <laughs> I oh, when it. i was a kid i i wanted to be dr sam beckett no who, like kind of knew everything all that shit just that's not what you drop want into to a be. situation and you know something about it yeah, you don't want to be that though. Man. He's a tough one. It's it that's that, the Renaissance man though. Yeah, what I was going for. But that's a tough one to be where you don't get to go home. I don't want to be anything where I can't go home because I love being home uh, so much. Yeah, you you know? to live in the room. I don't I mean I want to go on like a time travel journey forever. I never want to go on a time <laughs> travel journey ever. I want to go. I want to fuck. I wouldn't fuck with it either. You wouldn't time travel ever. No, you're going to get turned into jelly. I mean, if. It was possible and people were actually able to do it and you could get on like if it was like Richard Branson made a time machine and you can go back in time or some shit. You know what I mean? And it doesn't fuck anything up. It won't fuck you up. I would want to go like if you were allowed to talk to yourself too. 
Like I would like to go back and talk to myself. Okay. And be like, dude, quit being so weird. You know? But you just want to tell yourself not to be weird, you know? Yeah, but it's not gonna change the future. What's the point? That's true. That is true. But I just feel like I could have given my I could give that version of myself from back then some confidence. Okay. That would be nice. I feel bad for that me. You know what I mean? Like, I think in my, you know, I want, well, she doesn't listen to this show, but I watch my daughter go through all the same shit. And you're like, just trying, that's kind of where you get the chance to go back and like tell somebody how it's done. But then <laughs> you're just another fucking adult telling a teenager how to live their life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's like really the crummiest thing is we all have to live through it and we all have to go through those like lack of confidence and, and all those issues that you get when you're that age. And it's just, yeah, that's the world, it's I guess. Hell. Yeah, it's still hell. To being a teen is always going to be hell. Well, mm -hmm. la labor lifts. Thank you for calling. Did you have anything else? Uh, no. Oh, uh, dead man's party for the Halloween playlist. Okay. Dead man's okay. party by who? It's a new way. Uh, Oingo Boingo. Oingo oh, Boingo. Oh, we play it. Yeah, I saw that one. I think my wife dug that one up. She likes Oingo Boingo? It's a good one. Erica likes Oingo Boingo? She likes 80s stuff. Wild. It's a good song. Everything I learn about her. I Well, yeah, but you're also a Star Trek guy. So you're watching Star Trek and you like Oingo Boingo. <laughs> Those are things I maybe, maybe we're on different wavelengths yes. when it comes to stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I want to be known as a Star Trek guy. I Well, you are now, but you it's are. okay. You know, you're drawing a comic. You're watching Star Trek. You know, you also lift and you can probably beat me up. So that's there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I like to think I'm like multi-classing into nerd. Are you like James Dean? You don't you you're not James Dean because I want to be James Dean mm -hmm. is who I want to be. You know? Okay. Jim Morrison. That's who I wanted to be. You know? Right. Who'd you want to be when you were growing up, Labor Lifts? I told you I wanted to be Dr. Sam Beckett from Quantum League. Yeah. Okay, you Brett. Probably nobody. He's just gonna say no. I don't have an answer. Yeah. Um just nobody i didn't i wanted to be brett Payne. i don't know who i wanted to be yeah i wanted to be christian slater from pump up the vault i actually just wanted to be christian slater really after i saw gleaming the <laughs> cube it, after i saw gleaming the cube and pump up the volume i was like i just want to be him like i don't know i i have like a the reason brett doesn't have an answer is because he has self-confidence <laughs> <laughs> like I just wanted to literally be another per I just if I could just be another person that's better than me that would be great thank you <laughs> yeah thanks for calling labor lifts look him up on Twitter he's good yeah you guys take it easy you too oh yeah I'll sh be sharing some of the uh, comic I'm working on there if anybody wants to see it hell yeah cool. yeah go check it out thanks for calling buddy uh yeah what Somebody um, somebody recommended in the chat uh, Night of the Vampires by Rocky Erickson, oh, which I you heard for the first time last night, right? Yeah, and I usually don't listen when people send me music, but for some reason I've heard so much about Rocky Erickson. And I don't. I bet you Brett sent that. He sent that to the boys chat we have, uh -huh. and uh, more for the other boys, really, than me. No, I knew you would like it. Yeah, you you do know because Brett got me into psych rock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're the guy that got me into that stuff, and uh, it probably is my favorite 
kind of music and like that song was badass <laughs> yeah I, I mean uh i played it i played it for our friend we were playing cards last night and by the end of it he was singing it out loud and his wife was like you know this song he's like no this is the first time i've heard it and he was like passionately performing it <laughs> i was singing it last night to my to uh my wife and uh, I was like, you got to check this song out, man. Yeah, it'll it'll knock your wig off. Rocky Erickson, I thought he was country for some reason. No, no, 13th Floor Elevators. Oh, he was in that? Yeah, he was the guy. Oh, that song. Fuck, There's dude. There's an amazing documentary about him, too. Very similar to The Devil and Daniel Johnston. Uh, it's a documentary called You're Gonna Miss Me. And it's about Rocky Erickson. And the guy is just incredible. He just belts out songs. Like, he just says something like that doesn't make i don't know just from outer space and then we'll just start singing the most beautiful tune you've ever heard really interesting guy yeah i gotta check him out man i love psych psychedelic rock and it seems uh perfect for me all right thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight hey this is uh justin comer justin what's up dude iowa justin remember justin from That's iowa me. Brett's just staring. Wait, what did you say? It's Justin from Iowa. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Did his <laughs> podcast, Rock Hard yeah, Podcast. Yeah, Brett's been on my show. Hmm. Yeah. I have not, so that's interesting. But uh, You haven't, but I, I would like to make that happen at some point. What do you guys talk about? Oh, what did we talk about? Uh, yeah. Brett and I and my friends Evan and Natalie, we talked about uh, jobs that we had. Oh, tight. Okay, okay. That's something I'm pretty good at. So that sounds fun. What's going on, Justin? Well, I was calling in uh, in case you guys have any people listening in from Des Moines tonight. I've got some information to share. Okay. Okay. What's going on in Des Moines? So uh, Des Moines Street Fighters, you may be aware that there's uh, an election coming up. Nope. And, uh, uh, that's something <laughs> probably people don't know about is little known fact Coming up in November, it's kind of an, yeah, an election. Niche. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is niche information here. Yeah, for the real like extreme politics heads. Yeah, uh, and if you live in <laughs> if you live in Polk County, Des Moines, and the surrounding area, you're going to see on the ballot uh, county sheriff race. You're going to see two guys' names on there: Rick McIntosh and Kevin Schneider. Uh, both of those guys are cops. So you're not going to want to vote for them. Oof. However, however, there's a guy named Jalen Cavill who's running a write-in campaign. He's got a very simple platform. It's decriminalize all drugs, end cash bail, end all collaboration with ICE, and defund the Polk County Sheriff's Department. Oh, I like this guy. J What's his last name? Yeah. Jalen what? It's Jalen Cavill. And since you're going to have to write it in, I'm going to spell it for you. Go for it. J yeah, J-A-Y-L-E-N. Last name, C-A-V-I-L. Okay. Yeah, vote for him. Uh, I, I support his platform for sure, Jalen. I like it. Smart choice. I do like it. So uh, uh, are you working with him or is he just kind of a, uh, does he have signs and stuff? What's it, what's it look like? Uh, it, it's mostly like a digital campaign right now. Uh, but I had him on my podcast last week. We did a pretty good, like hour long interview with him. If people want to like get to know him a little better, 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? Tell people where to listen to your podcast. Oh yeah, my podcast is Rock Hard Caucus. Hachi, ooh, this is uh, a Heat O'Brien podcast. We're gonna have me on there to talk about hedonism <laughs> too. Yes. Yeah, They're yeah. You horny. can come on. You can talk about sex. Sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'll try to get comfortable with that sometime between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it just rock hard. I because I've seen your, I've seen the name of your show. I always thought you talked about music, and because I know you're a musician, and uh, right, I, I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I like doing music podcasts a lot, but I'll do any really. But uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, it might be. It might be cool if we uh, had you on to talk about like Slipknot or something because they're an Iowa band, you know. True, and they're cool. I mean, like Corey Taylor seems like a super cool guy. Have you guys ever tried to get Corey Taylor on the show? That would be a good get. We haven't tried. I, I don't. I don't know if we're big enough to ask Corey Taylor yet. But I might. <laughs> oh man, we know somebody that I. We know somebody that knows him. But uh, uh, really, but. Uh, I I don't know if Brian's gonna get him. I'd feel comfortable. Yeah, if <laughs> if I can get Corey Taylor, it's probably gonna be for me. Oh yeah, but actually, sure, we've, that's, that's, we've, I understand. We don't really want to have musicians on POD cast at all because it feels like it. We had one, but that was a special occasion sort of thing. But we kind of feel like it'll hurt the show in a way because we do reviews. So yeah. when you do reviews, you, you don't want to meet the people because it'd just be, you know, it just it's, feels. Yeah. Like, you'll just be nice to them. Yeah. Cause if you're good, you're, I'm not, I don't have the guts to goof on somebody like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would still talk to them. Yeah. You don't have to review. Yeah. But can... they're also not comics or anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it's just like for me and John, it feels like we want to have funny people on the show and, and like like goof around about it, make it more of a fan vibe. Yeah. You know, when you get, we get musicians, it's not as, uh, uh, it sometimes can be not as funny, you know? Right. But, uh, yeah, Justin plays like 80 million instruments. I think. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's an instrument. Guy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. lift him. 80 million. We'll be here all night though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, Justin. Spell that, say that name and spell that name again, because I, I'd like to see people vote for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Cavill. That's J A Y L E N C A V I L. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Have a good night. Yep. You too. See you later, guys. Peace. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man. That's a good, uh, uh, platform. I, oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Decriminalize all drugs right away is a move. Smart one. You know, that I would I wish I could run for sheriff, really. Do they run for sheriff here? I don't know about that. Yeah, I, cuz I could run for sheriff. You could run for judge probably. I don't want to be a judge. You could let people off. Yeah, but if I sheriff, I could just not, not get, get anybody on. Okay. So you know, <laughs> like, the idea is just don't get anybody on instead of letting people off. You can be the walking sheriff. Yeah. What if you get the job as a judge and it's just for doing like mortgage things or some shit where it's just like, oh, boy. Not fun. Judge seems like a shit job to me. Yeah. I mean, I hate judges and yeah. I know they probably like doing it, but to me, it just feels like you got to sit in a chair and listen to people all day. It sounds like do Farmville probably. 
You think they play Farmville or whatever? You think they play on their phones? I don't think they do. Yeah, you can. It's probably yes. Well, maybe. It's probably frowned upon. They got to sit and look right at That's you. That's true. You know, and, and really give you the biz, you know? All right. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi. Um, this is Kristen from San Diego. Howdy. What's up, Kristen? How's it going? Good. I um, sent you a message, Brian, um, about the Girl Scout. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Kristen <laughs> sent me the most bleak video I've ever seen about the Girl Scouts. Uh, it was the Girl Scouts. Uh, it was about girl bosses, and it was with Raytheon. Oh, no. It was the Girl Scouts taking girls to Raytheon to learn about like what they do and how to become girl bosses. No way. <laughs> yeah. 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 And she wanted to call and talk about some of the, the bad stuff about the Girl Scouts. And like the thing about it is, is like you said you did it for 10 years, right? Right. Yeah. And you, you were, were you, would you call yourself a real believer in it? No. <laughs> Not at the time your mom was making Scout? you? No. Oh, oh. Yeah, because my daughter's in a um, real laissez-faire Girl Scouts troop where it's just like they meet once a month, but... <laughs> they they don't put on like a sash or a uniform. They just show up in their regular clothes. How old is she? Sixteen. Okay, yeah. I think when I was like fifteen, we stopped kind of like doing a bunch of stuff. But um, it was more, I think, like a social thing. It is, yeah, yeah. for her. And they're saving up money <laughs> for to, me to go on a trip, right? They're saving up money to go on a trip to France. So that's kind of the whole reason they're all still in it. Is because they they are going they're going to get to go to oh, France they before just, they're eighteen, and they, it's like oh okay yeah they rolled their profits or prizes or something they rolled it all towards a trip to France or something instead of getting individual doodads I believe yeah so it's basically a a there was one and her parents are Trump people that got the prizes instead oh really yeah she was like I I don't want to roll it into this thing i want my fucking prizes you know the <laughs> right. rest of them were like i want to go to france i want smelly pencils yeah 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 yeah. but uh uh <laughs> it is it really you're you're totally right it, it kind of felt like with my daughter it was like that's her group of friends and it was like a good portion of the girls that are in the grade i mean it's a capped at a certain number but it's like her group of friends and they really did you know, turn into good friends from, from this whole thing. It's the people she hangs out with, but it doesn't feel like their heart is in being a girl scout necessarily. Right. It's like, they're not super tied into like being a girl scout or learning to camp or anything. You know, is that how you would have been? Um, well, I think, I don't know if people, um, know this, but girl scouts don't do the same thing as boy scouts, like the survival skills. We literally do like traditional, woman stuff you yeah. know it's like baking and <laughs> sewing and um sewing yeah exactly we learned to do stuff like that but um what was particularly uh scary to me was i realized um when i was i was like the person in the troop who sold the most cookies um i'm not really like competitive but like i wanted the prizes and stuff, I guess. So you, it's based off how many boxes you sell. Right. And they've had this option the whole time that I was a Girl Scout um, that you can buy boxes of cookies for the troops. 
So if some lady is like, oh, sorry, I can't buy cookies. I'm diabetic. I would be like, oh, well, would you like to buy some boxes to donate to the truth? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. Because I, I knew the more that I sold, the better. I wanted that, like, stuffed animal. It's like you sell 400 boxes and get, like, a cheap stuffed animal. It's so, it's such a ripoff. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and but so it was at the time. members with troop cookies. Sorry? You were able to pad your numbers with uh, cookies for the troops. Did we lose you? Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> oh, no, you padded your sales numbers by giving the troops oh. cookies. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking troops because it's like, is it a coincidence that they call them both troops? It's kind of like I was thinking oh. about that. <laughs> um, but so that was in 2000, like the late 2000 so like the iraq war and stuff like that like that was like that was going on and i was like nine and i didn't know that and i was trying to get all these people to be generous and donate cookies <laughs> tag to the troops abroad a brave soldiers. yeah and <laughs> yeah but in the back of my mind, I was like, why do they need cookies? Like, yeah. you know, I'm like nine years old. And I'm like, wouldn't they rather have, um, like stuff they need or like is our girl scout cookies really that important? But I was young. So I thought maybe I just didn't understand. And but, <laughs> I still don't understand. I guess I can explain. I'm going to explain this to you. I'm going to mansplain this to you. Uh, before okay. and before, I don't know when they started doing it, but Keebler started making the Girl Scout cookies. Like they just were like, fuck it. We're just going to make these. And that's what took all the specialness out of them. And that might've been why it didn't see, like you could get them all, you could get Samoas all year round. When I was like young, you could only get Samoas when the fucking, <laughs> when the Girl Scout cookies went on sale. And that's why people freak about them. But like, I still, I think we send a lot of stuff to the troops and it just goes in a black hole. <laughs> uh, I'm also, uh, what we learned from the food that made America is Milton Hershey. He slipped candy bars. He got them into like all of the MREs for the soldiers. So I think there is, we have this idea of like doing war all day and then coming home and having a little snacky sweet treat, you know, just a little <laughs> bright spot in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was, was, yeah. did you have a, I mean, how do you look back on your time in the Girl Scouts? Is it that you didn't like it or like that, that like you're, you feel sort of betrayed because some of the stuff they taught right. you probably wasn't yeah. great. Yeah. So it was really fun. I really liked to do like a lot of the stuff that we did, but I was so oblivious at the time that this whole organization is like, in cahoots with the U.S. military. Like, there were times they do a lot of drives where it's like, oh, would you like to help us pack packages to send to the troops? And you just, like, put a bunch of, like, supplies, you know, like, yeah, toothpaste and stuff like that, and you pack up all these boxes for them, and uh, you get, like, a badge <laughs> at the end for doing that. And now I'm just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. I was complicit with the u.s empire like i helped them all those they're using these girl scouts 
to help further U.S. empire. And I was one of them. And I kind of hate that because um, I don't think a lot of people know that the Girl Scouts partnered with Raytheon. And that's yeah. just kind of like they could partner with anyone else and it probably would be like more appropriate. Right. Yeah. You, there are, it is worth something, I guess in this world to, to take young girls and, and show them successful women doing things. But like Raytheon makes missiles that kill people. Yeah. You know, and that's not something, I mean, I wouldn't want my daughter tied up. And, and like, if they said, we're going to take your daughter, which they never would to Raytheon, they would never take her anywhere. <laughs> I mean, they really go, <laughs> they go sleep in a cabin once a year and say it's camping. We went camping. We made gorp. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's really, and it's a cabin yeah, too. Um, it's not even, it's so not camping, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they can all like have their cell phones or I mean. I assume they can still like use technology and it's glamping, but you have to take them though. I mean, like I think when you camp, the the thing you have to do is go somewhere where your phone isn't going to reach, you know, because it is hard to put the fucking thing away. I, I looked at so many places to, uh, 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 go and, and every time it said Wi-Fi. I tried to find a place without Wi-Fi, but they all have Wi-Fi <laughs> now. So it's just kind of like if we go camping, we just got to agree to put our phones away. And uh, nobody is good at that. They're always yeah. like, I need about 15 minutes just with the, and they'll go get their phone. You know, that's how yeah. I am. Yeah. I'll put my phone away and then be like, I just need, I'm just going to take 15 I minutes. I want to wrap what up, wrap that thing up. Yeah. Just, just 15 minutes real quick. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Thanks for calling in. I'm going to link that video on, on uh, one of our, yeah. I'm going to send Brett that video and, and yeah, have him link um, it. like you said, it's like they're grooming these, <laughs> these little girls to be um, the next, like you said, they frame it as like girl boss, you know, we're going to get girls into STEM jobs and the lady in the video, I think who's like a representative Raytheon. She's like, there is a huge untapped resource which is like these girls and we need to tap into that resource for our future. <laughs> and I couldn't believe she just said it exactly like that. And it's like, oh, okay. Like there weren't enough men to do all of this shit that the U S military wants to do. So they got to tap into this. Yeah. To the nine year old <laughs> girls now, I guess. Yeah. Um, Macho women yeah, that, that are ready to kill. Sucks. Yeah, it does fucking suck making daisy cutters. Hey, I would you know? never let my kid join that. We're going to just make like a new thing where we do like all the fun stuff and don't comply with all of the shit that the Girl Scouts. I mean, that know, is the move. Yeah, to have an alternative girls club of some sort uh, uh, that that uh, like someone mentioned in here, why not just pack up like toiletries to give to a homeless shelter? You know, like there's a million other things you could do to hand out stuff, but cookies to the troops is not the best use of our, uh, of our, of our resource, <laughs> our child labor resource. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, we did do like, we did, um, like give stuff to homeless, oh, like make, good. uh, packages to give to homeless people as well. And we did a lot of things that were like good for the community but it's just that that almost makes it worse that it was just kind of like slipped in there every once in yeah. a while. We would be doing this thing where it's like, 
wait, why are we doing this? Like, yeah. we don't, this doesn't like apply to us. We don't want to, we don't care about the troops. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah. I'm yeah. So, I, sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't either. I mean, you know, um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say it, but yeah, that's really it. Oh. And then people are like mean when they, uh, you know, like you were saying, when I was selling them, you would have to you would have to get them during the time of the year that they sell them, and we would go in front of the grocery stores. And someone goes, you know, in, and you ask them on the way in, and then they come out, and you know, like we're ten years old, we don't know what someone looks like when they're in and out. So sometimes we'll ask the same person, like, "Hi, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies?" And this guy was like, he's like, "You already fucking asked me that," wow. <laughs> and he like went off on. <laughs> That is crazy. Uh, How can you yell at Girl Scouts? That seems so... You gotta be in a real place to yell at Girl Scouts, you know? Like, in your mind, you have to be in a real odd place. Yeah. I bet that if that guy knew that we were helping the troops, he wouldn't have talked to us like that. No, he would have loved you. He would have been like, yeah, you're great. Troops, you asshole! Yeah. Hey! You know, thanks for calling in. Yeah, have a good night. You too. Last call. You ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Wait. Hey, uh, this is Fat Rocker 5000 on Twitter. How's it going, guys? Oh, hey, what's up? Fat Rocker makes a lot of good uh, pictures of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what's up, man? Uh, How's it going tonight? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's like I said, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Right. Yeah, I, I guess uh, I have a face for, for You do. I don't know what it is, but you do. Um, <laughs> my vote was going to be for, uh, I'm going to say anything, Solo, Ozzy, and I'm going to say, but I really want to say, Welcome to the Machine, Pink Floyd. And that's like a slower, slow jam okay. at the end of the night, but that's about one of the most scariest songs I've ever heard of, <laughs> basically, because it's just welcome, welcoming you to the workforce. So. We need a we we you do need a Pink Floyd or song. A Pink Pink Floyd was scary to me growing up. Dark Side of the Moon. My dad really likes Pink Floyd, and he would listen to Dark Side of the Moon, and that album gnarled me out, man. It would like really make me feel like I don't know uneasy. You know that band really makes you feel uneasy. I need to listen to the early stuff. Yeah. You know I've never heard that. Yeah, great. The Great Gig in the Sky from that album, which is this that woman screaming yes yeah uh basically and and that's the one that's like in the middle and that's probably what you remember but yeah it's got you know, all, all the clocks but my when my dad heard the woman screaming he goes why, would you, why, why doesn't she just die already <laughs> <laughs> sorry i'm mopping at work so if you can't hear me um then let's see what else did i have in my mind oh uh kit bashing have you ever heard of that brian uh, I, I know you're just getting into the kit game well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get into it because it's 10 grand, but what is it? Kit bashing is a term used in the model making, like uh, set design type community. I watch tests on YouTube. Um, I highly recommend them. But uh, basically, it's taking bits and pieces, like extra bits and pieces from those kits, mixing and matching and making your own shit. Like a lot of movie sets are made that way. Um, so you can look that up and it's a good, cheap way to make models. 
Oh, are you saying like you um, can take your model parts and like uh, uh, mm-hmm. use them on different, like you can make like different kinds of cars? Are you saying do whatever like, you want? Oh, I never you even whatever considered you want. that. I feel like I got to learn how to build the fucking things first. But once I do that, that sounds like the direction I should go in. Right. It's anarchy. Well, it's it's the it's the freedom. It's the freedom of uh, uh, just letting yourself do it do do it you know and, and not judging yourself on the product i can tell i get the sense a little bit of an all or nothing type thing from you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've had that myself so i can call that out uh and i struggle with it you know and it, it really is it gets in the way of even just doing anything and i'm like constantly you know like judging at all times i mean i went to school for music and classical guitarist uh, so very meticulous, all that crap, but, uh, the funnest thing to do, funnest time that I ever had with music is when I was playing music with other people for fun, you know, and, and, uh, like playing by myself was just kind of boring. So I don't know that, that thought popped into my head. Um, yeah, I, so there's I a mean, lot, there's a ton of stuff and I like the maker spaces. I like that conversation from earlier. I was really down and I want, I need to look up to see if there's, Oh yeah. Um, do you remember the car talk guys? They had yeah. their own garage, like do it yourself repair garage. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That's what I want to do. That's I, I, I swear that's like a goal sometime in the future to have something like that, because I think that's There's really what you Chicago. need. Yeah. I think that's really like, if you're really trying to help uh, poor people or, or people without money, like having a place where they can work on their car, get their car worked on would be like such a game changer for so many people. I think it was for $90 an hour. You could get a heated engine bay with a lift and an ASC certified technician to help you. Yeah. And, 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 you know, obviously we want to switch to public transit and if we can get that, we can get that. But that is something where we have to depend on the worst people in the world to get it done, you know? And that's, oh, that's yeah. where well, like, yeah, I'm no. about trying to imagine a world that we can make happen, uh, instead of one that like, I mean, we can keep yelling at them to put trains everywhere, but they haven't ever listened and they're yeah. not listening now, you know? It just feels. I now, would big, love a the garage. The big three car manufacturers stop that. Stop that in its tracks. Yeah, no pun intended. For sure. But uh, yeah, you're right about the all or nothing thing. That is like a very big. That that is a problem with me a lot. Is that like if I try something I and I'm not good at it relatively quickly, I start to feel like, well, you're just not good, and uh, you just give up and do something else. <laughs> There's a concept in Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance where basically anything that you put together, you're literally sculpting it. Like even if it's a, a, a thing that has instructions that tell you to do it a certain way, you know, it's you really just, in, you, you envision it in your mind and then you put it together. So even if there's instructions, it doesn't mean you got to do it that way. True. You know, remember that. Yeah, I just need to know where the parts go. You know, I don't, I, but I like this idea of buying different kits and just fucking putting a car together. Once I learn how to do it, you know, once you learn how to do it, just making cool cars. Ones. Yeah. You just buy a bunch of the cheapest. Yeah, the one the I want kit. now is 50 bucks. Make your own. 
It's a Pontiac Grand Prix yeah, that Brett sent me, which is a really expensive one, but it's a Pontiac Grand Prix, so I'm I'm gonna buy it sometime. That's ironic. Yeah, it's cool <laughs> as hell. I almost had a Grand Prix give me a heart attack the other day because it was smoking so much. I thought the smoke was coming out of my car. Freaked me out. That's how they designed them. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for calling in, man. And I love the I love the photoshops. They're really funny. Awesome. Good. Yeah, they're well, they're, they're as low effort as I can, I can do. Hey, so, they're great. Uh, and that's, and that's, but that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. I don't even use Photoshop. It's some third party ass, like <laughs> thing I downloaded off the you know store, you know, and it's like, whatever this is, I'll, I'll do it. And, you know, I feel bad taking other people's stuff sometimes, but you know, I think that's just where we're at. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'll let you guys go. Have a good yeah, night. Thank you. Have a good yeah, night. Appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. That's the call in show. We did it. We did. I, I, had, I made sure there was enough money in there. Uh, and we had some great calls. That was a lot of good information. Look up maker spaces and tool libraries in your neck of the woods. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. We are sorry, we are but the show has ended. Goodbye. Podcast platforms. Subscribe if you want to hear us two times a week. We can do it every single week. We got a show coming to Means TV in early 2021. It's being shot uh in the coming weeks i'm going to try to give you some behind the scenes you go to instagram.com slash street fight wcrs i'll try to do some lives and uh some pictures to to let y'all know how it's going along the way but we appreciate all y'all that support us um right now in the store i i have a bunch of stickers and magnets and pins and clips and all kinds of other fun stuff that people have been asking for so there's some street fight swag in the store uh buy three get one free uh we will see you on wednesday peace